Infinite ammo. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another IAS special podcast. We're doing a podcast on martial arts movies and action film and doing a full discussion and breakdown on all our favorites, all the Jackie Chans and Donnie Yens, Bruce Lee's, and all the fun John Wick, Matrix, and other action things you've seen in history. So I am the host, Renegade Operative, and I'd like to introduce my panel. First, we have mr andre yo it's good to see you all again for another podcast gonna be a fun one talking about our favorite martial arts movies from over the years next we have cryo gaming hello i cannot wait to uh talk about uh martial arts film our favorite uh stuntman for uh for martial arts and uh you know like i always say Still no kung fu. Next up is Mr. Drillbit. Oh, hey everyone! Really excited for this one. Next up is Nero. Oh, hey everybody! Uh, yeah, kung fu is gonna be fun. Eli, introduce yourself, good sir. Hey everyone! Uh, please stay away from Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Well, let's get to Mr. Overlord Kucha. Hey, looking forward to doing another hard-hitting podcast with you guys. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to jump right into this first question here. Uh, what is your stance on martial arts in film? Why do you love these movies so much in the first place? Who wants to go first? You know what? Uh, I, I guess I'll go first, uh, and then Andre, you can go second. But all right. my, my answer is going to be brief so uh, and, and very simple. I like watching people beat the shit out of each other. I think it's very entertaining. I think it is a cool pastime to watch people, you know, fight to the death for our amusement and uh, pit their martial arts skills to the test and see the various styles and unique stuff that could come from it. Like before um, I was watching all these fighting styles, it was unprecedented seeing all the moves and takedowns and holds. Uh, And it really just, is a testament to all the men and women that do these type of like high velocity stunts you know jumping off buildings and fucking you know you see stuff like jackie chan where he decided to jump 
from one giant like building and then just fall all the way down to the side and what am i or who am i uh and i i think that's like very cool and entertaining is death defying is daredevil like stunts but i i pretty much enjoy stuff like that so i keep it very simple there so anyone else uh andre uh um for me um i love martial arts movies just because of um just how impressive, like, the not only just the choreography, but just the martial art itself. It's always really cool when you, like, it's always really fascinating to me when you see someone that's very skilled in what they're doing and they show it off. And um, um, one of the cool things about martial arts is, like, you can definitely learn a lot of stuff from it. And, like, um, like you know how, like, some um, some action stars incorporate parkour. Like, like I said, Jackie Chan, he's done in his movies, and it's definitely always cool. And, um the fights are always just so authentic and like just usually and sometimes usually like brutal and that's kind of thing i like it's just like no like i sure they'll use weapons from time to time but it's like just grounded which it's stuff i usually appreciate but yeah that's my answer anyone else want to go next honestly sure. I, oh, honestly i just like seeing people do cool stuff and I've actually been digging into the history of martial arts and actually did like Muay Thai for like a couple days. It was pretty hard because my footwork was terrible, but watching like people who know how to do it is pretty cool. I was going to say, like, on my end, it's I think it's a very unique kind of an action movie. Like, you've got plenty kinds of action, but with a martial arts movie, it's kind of right in the title. It's it's an art form. It's same as with a movie. They blend very well together between the choreography and you can get away with doing a lot in a movie that, say, for instance, you're not going to be able to get in just a sparring match. There's things in films that you you can do that they wouldn't make any sense and there wouldn't be any point in doing them in an actual fight, but you can kind of zhuzh it up a bit for the audience. And then on top of that, in order to do half of the martial arts maneuvers and styles, it, it requires enough dedication to almost be machine-like in how well you can like operate your own body. And it's just really great to see. It's super impressive in my opinion. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a good. That's honestly a good question. Uh, I mean, for me, with martial arts, uh, the choreography has always been one of my favorite things. And it's also the most passionate of, you know almost any kind of genre that you think of where it involves like fight choreography uh anything like that and just how like creative like a uh, choreographer can be like um people like jackie chan for example using a jacket when someone grabs hold of their jacket they just whip themselves out of it and they just wrap the opponent's arm with the jacket i always thought that was one of my favorite kind of like moves because it's like 
oh, you think that's my weakness? No, that was actually my strength. Thank you so much. I always like that. And like, uh, like someone mentioned before, like it's legit a form of art. It's very artistic if you if you really pay attention to uh, key details in it. Very artistic. What about Mr. Eli? Any any thoughts on why you like these movies? Well, to avoid parroting what everyone else has said, uh, one thing I do like about martial arts movies is, uh, you know, just the representation of Asian people in movies. And as the server's resident Asian, uh, I enjoyed seeing bits of my culture in these movies, in martial arts movies and action movies as a whole. Yeah, like, just... It's a very like Asian sort of oriented yeah. influence, and um, just seeing just seeing like any type of like fighting style, like we've branched out into you know boxing action movies. Uh, we saw a, a various amount of fighting styles in movies like Undisputed Two, where it's like not only boxing but karate, uh, Muay Thai, you know, kickboxing. Uh, so. It's all over the place, and I like how everything has diversified itself into seeing all these fighting styles at work and how they compare and contrast and correlate to each other. Yeah, uh, even The Raid. Oh, like, yeah. The Ra about that movie? Oh, or... yeah. That's, well, that's one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure we're mm -hmm. getting there, though. We're getting there. Yeah, honestly, everyone kind of put in my thoughts. Like, like especially renegade like yeah. people just want to see people getting beat up <laughs> and sadly sadly i don't think there's any mexican martial art films it, uh, there's no no mexican judo as a surprise actually maybe, maybe it is this like the from I mean, good sorry about that drill yeah that's cool i was gonna say there should be Mexican judo, as in judo know who you're messing with, Holmes. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> this man. Well, you got Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I guess that kind of counts. Mm -hmm. I mean, those movies yeah, are The show yeah, ain't, really ain't really a martial arts film. Very yeah, gory, but, but uh, not really martial arts. I mean, like, even his other movies as well, like his earlier works, were more uh, action-based as well. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Anyways, what's the next question, Renegade? Uh, let's see here. Let me go back to the doc. So we have number two. Who is your favorite martial arts actor of all time? This can be solely based on stunts, fighting style, and multiple appearances in media. Now, I'm sure everyone's going to have different answers. It's not Ooh. just probably one actor Ooh. of martial arts that we like. So I would say top three to make it a little bit more easier on people uh yeah i guess Ooh. if i if i go first i'm gonna say bruce lee jackie chan jet lee very easy and simple for me because they've all done cool and unique things in martial arts for various reasons like bruce lee himself um legend 100 percent. you've seen all his movies before I like just the fact that he's very stoic in fighting style, but he can just hit like a tank, like very hard, formless like water. Um, 
then you have Jackie Chan that likes to throw a lot of stuff at opponents and, and flip everywhere and he's just fucking insane with the way he fights. And then there's Jet Li where I was watching the one last night and that movie is so crazy where he's fighting himself. I was like, how uh, at, at times I'm thinking like, how did he do that? And then you see him in Lethal Weapon 4 where he pulled the guy's uh, pistol out and, and completely snapped it. Uh, so his fighting style is also like very just diverse and impressive and seeing him fight is always a pleasure. So I like those three. It's probably more, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you guys cover the rest. Yeah. I'll go first real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. For me, uh, I think the first bit of martial arts movies I ever watched was The One. So, for obvious reasons, I got to put Jet Li on the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, Donnie Yen. That, that IP Man has to be one of the best martial arts movies I've ever seen. Uh... Oh, did you also guys see him in Rogue One? Uh, oh, yes, yes. I've seen Rogue, Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One, but I forget the character he was. Um, uh, he, he was some blind, uh, some blind guy. Yeah, that's uh, what his character was. A blind I think fighter. His, yeah. I think his character's name was Charity or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's his character's uh, name. Funny thing is, is that I think like Star Wars has an actual martial arts style, but it's in one of the worst games ever made. Probably. Uh, Master, it's called Star Wars Master of Tiras Kasai, and also Jackie Chan as well. He's number three on my list. I think I've seen the least of his movies out of those guys, out of uh, Jet Li and Donnie Yen. Mm. And is that your like full list? Yeah. All right, so Drill, uh, you were trying to say something, so I'm gonna let you yeah, go next. Top yeah, top three. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I guess this might it might be a bit of a hot take, but I would say John Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, and probably Bruce Lee. That's not bad, no. That's, like I understand people liking John Claude Van Damme. Uh, he has a very interesting form of like I don't, I don't know what his style is in terms of karate but i always found his movies entertaining uh like Bloodsport and what is it time cop <laughs> street yeah. street fighter one i forgot he was okay. like fucking god in that movie yeah yeah he's karate kickboxing muay thai and taekwondo okay so that's that... the villain in expendables 2 <laughs> yes he was yeah. he was uh oh, yeah he was Gene... i forgot that was him Gene Villain. Uh, yeah, he was also kickboxer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, there's can you really say more about Chuck Norris? He's been in a ton of movies, has his own and all the memes about him. Expendables too. Yep. Before you just blew up a tank. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> You refuse to elaborate and just walked away. Hey, hold on, I, I have a side question. It's like every old star in these Expendable movies, because I haven't seen any of them at all. Yes, yeah, every, yeah. Like, pretty much long. every old classic 80s, 90s. Pretty much all the ones star. that are still living. Like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, um, Dolph Lundgren, like all the all those dudes, man, they're in there. Oh, yeah, so you the, got, um, Terry yeah. Crews. Yeah, oh yeah, Terry, Terry Crews, he's in there, yep. Yeah. He's, Statham's in there. Um, fucking Wesley Snipes is in there. 
Um, Eric Eric Roberts, funny enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eric Roberts, Antonio Banderas is really? the best. He's in the, he like, in the, the best one. character. He's in the third one, and he's gonna be in the fourth one. They even had Wesley Snipes in the third one too. Also good. I didn't even know there was gonna be a fourth one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just announced that a while back. Yeah. That was announced, um, I think, several years ago after the third one came out. I think, mm -hmm. uh, I still remember. I still remember the Expendables too, because, uh, cause mostly because of uh, that scene, that shooting, uh, a, making a tank explode, but he only has an assault rifle, yeah. and and he's and I think Sylvester Stallone asks asks him, he's like, you know, I he's like, you know. I heard you got bit by King Cobra. And Chuck Norris is like, I did. And after three days of agonizing pain, the Cobra died. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much like embracing the meme. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. he's Chuck Norris uh, after but, all. Yeah, yeah but uh, honestly, like, it's really hard to like, uh, pick like, top, like, martial artists, but I mean, like, I mean, I I like Jackie. I like Jackie so much because I grew up with the guy. So then, uh, Van Dam. People sleep on that guy nowadays. Um, yeah, they aren't watching his older stuff. That's why. Uh, and I mean, I guess after that, I would also say, uh, uh, I guess Jet Li. But with Van Dam, he's tied for, um. Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee is like one of one oh. of the best out there, and I mean Jet Li, Jet Li, he's still uh, he's still kicking ass despite his age. Um, he's still kicking actually ass. Actually, what Ren said in chat, uh, real quick, but um, Scott Atkins, um, dude, Scott Atkins is a beast. Like he's just, it's it's really crazy because I know he like he's like a fight coordinator, but he's just like. That dude is just a, a freaking monster of nature. Like, um, he's just, man, like, watch his movies. And I, I know he fought, like, uh, Donnie Yen and Ip Man in one of the Ip Man movies. Like, that, I think it was the fourth movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, well, I, well, obviously, Bruce and Jackie and, um, see, um, Jet. Jet Li, and um, I think recently also Diane. Like I said, I saw the first Ipman. I absolutely loved it. I, I think Diane's just amazing. Like, I know it's cheating because I have like four actors, but come on, man. And um, you you can say I, he's just an honorable mention like that. Yeah, that'll yeah, work. yeah. I think I think he was also in Predator. I believe, Predators. I think so. Yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah, Diane was in there. Uh, but yeah, if I had honorable mentions, I definitely would say Scott Atkins because fun fact, he was trying to audition for being Batman, but he got turned down, and I think um, or I think it didn't go anywhere, and ultimately they picked Robert Pattinson, which is fine because I I liked Robert Pattinson as Batman in that movie. Uh, also Michael Jai White, uh, he was not only in Undisputed, but also a lot of like those kung fu action scenes that had him in it and he really takes his stunt yeah. work and choreography oh. seriously uh also i'm gonna quickly add something to minus honorable mention uh wesley snipes 
Yeah, yeah. Oh Blade. yeah, Snipes is great. Blade one. I, I loved him in Demolition Man because, uh, fun fact, because it's it's still on, like on topic or anything, everything like that, or the good the good stuff. Um, but in Demolition Man, I believe his stipulation for being in it, he told Sylvester Stallone and WB, he's like, I want to do my own stunts. I want to, I want to be able to, you know, uh, do my do my own stuff. Let me. Let me do my martial art, art stuff in this movie, and just me, without any stuntmen. Let me do it. And it's, it's Sylvester Stallone, of course. He was like, you know, I've seen I've seen you work before. I like your moves. Go ahead. And that's how we got the militia man. And I loved loved the moves in that movie. Yeah, any actor that can actually do their own stunts, even if it's not all of them, just a few, that's really it's admirable honorable, because honorable. you could yeah. hand that off in the second, be like, I don't get paid to do stunts. Give it to like, you know, give it to somebody else. But if they if they're willing to do even one or two of them, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like people that can do their own stunts with martial arts or practically anything in general, like. I hold that person to like the highest regard, especially if they're adamant. They even though like a stunt is like dangerous or something like that, they're like, "Come on, let me do it. Let me do it. I'm pumped. Let me do it." I'm like, you know what? You got my respect. Yeah, th- those people that are willing to get hit or take a bump, as in, you know, one of these days you might be flying through a plate glass window. Like I, I I can respect that because I is very clear and obvious and I think we'll get to it in the later question where they use stuntmen and um how the fight choreography goes and where they're trying to like hide their face because clearly it's not the person that's being thrown through a plate glass window as that actor is someone else. Uh that's why I respect people who can take a hit, quote unquote. Oh, and speaking of not not even taking just one hit, it, they don't they don't always get it in one take. You can see in a lot of movies if there's a uh, if there's a stuntman who has to take a hit, sometimes they'll like kind of guard where that's gonna be a little bit, and it may it may toss like a little bit of the movie off a bit. But it's because they've gotten kicked in the chest like twelve times today, and they're not really keen to get kicked again. Like it's it's pretty grueling. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the yeah. work of I mean, even US side it's mm-hmm. grueling. That's not even talking about it. and like I know some uh some other and I think it's like the Hong Kong filming scene, a lot of them just get fucking decked because they want their movie to look good. <laughs> yeah, the work of um the stuntmen who can take the hit as I reiterate this, uh that's also cool as well as the person who is like, you know what? I'm the actor of this movie. I'm going to step up to the plate and also get hit as well or try to do a couple of stunts. I think that, um, you know, I know it's off topic, but Charlie Cox talked about this with Daredevil saying that, you know, he wanted to get in on the action. That's why it's not like a lot of big cutaways at times when he's fighting because he's really actually trying to learn and get in there and make it as real as possible. I appreciate yeah, people like the- who do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the hallway scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though that was like multiple, that was like a little bit of trickery with like multiple men going back and forth. But they they really did that like super well. I appreciated that a lot. 
I believe it took like two days to do that scene. Uh, like, uh, it was an old boy, yeah. But going back to uh, favorite martial arts actors or honorable mentions, anyone else want to go on this before we move on? Uh, sure. I I know everybody else has said uh, Jackie Chan, but I just I've never seen a Jackie Chan movie I don't enjoy. He brings his own uh kind of uh, he brings his own kind of energy to it and i love that he kind of specializes in sort of almost like a comedic slapstick kind of martial arts but it's still incredibly impressive um and then my other two uh they're they're they share a movie together that i i absolutely love and that's robin shu and um uh Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa were both in Mortal Kombat and I love watching them do stuff in any movie. That is, yeah, those those would easily be my three. <laughs> that is that is a good pick. I I did not even think of uh the guy from Mortal Kombat that was Shang Tsung. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean he's he's so Shang Tsung they made him Shang Tsung in MK eleven. Yep. Yeah, they brought him back, and he was, like, the big bad. That was awesome, though. That was, like, really cool fan service. I think he's also Hihachi in one of the Tekken movies, Yeah, he's Hihachi. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Don't remind me. Actually, shoot. I'll say this about the Tekken movies. They did have really good choreography in the fight scenes. Like, the fight scenes were really well done, but that's about it. Those movies are... No bueno. (laughs) He looks like Marshmallow Jizz. I'm sorry. (laughs) It looks so terrible as Heihachi, but you know, you know what? It's it's whatever. It's just them yeah. putting on. I mean, I don't think him looking good as Heihachi would have saved the movie. No, no. But I mean, look, like, Heihachi's built to be a video game character. He's not meant to look real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the fight scenes are decent from that movie. It's just everything else. If you're expecting lore accuracy, is no, no. But we're gonna move on from that. Anyone else uh, have any favorite martial arts actors they want to put on the list? I would like to say Tony Jaa from The Protector. Okay, Jaws and Jet Li. Tony Jaws, Tony Jaws, Jet Li, and who else? I said uh, John Claude Van Damme. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's fair. Like, I I haven't watched like a lot of Van Damme movies or Tony Jaws. Just know him from Protector and Ong Bak. Uh, that Thailand sort of where where Muay Thai was basically getting like super popular because of that. Yeah, I like how no one mentioned Steven Seagal. Steven who? Who's Steven Seagal? Oh, okay. Well, I have I have a question. I have a question. On honest opinions on Seagal because I watched a video not too long ago where people were like he's basically a fraud or something like that. Like, w- what is the context behind all this? I, I I'm real. I I know nothing about his work other than when he was in Expendables. I think. Mm, I don't. Was he? Um. No. Uh. He he was he was in uh Machete. Oh yeah, he was a machete. Okay, yeah, machete. he was in that movie. Yep. Um, basically, Ren, people call him a fraud because his form of martial martial arts is not the traditional martial arts. Yeah, his aikido. Yeah, which is basically more so of 
disarming oh. kind of kung fu, not well, quote unquote, real, you know, martial arts or kung fu. Yeah, uh, even though even though technically it's still part of a martial arts uh, technique and lesson, uh, it's just that some people out there that gatekeep martial arts, they say that um, he's not really a martial artist because his form is mainly for like defense against like weapons, things like that. Yeah, because I... because you don't actually hurt the person, because um, unlike many other like martial art arts um techniques out there it doesn't cause the per- other person harm hmm. the okay. most you do with aikido is like i think the most you do is like sort of hurt their arm like um like i know there's some techniques where they bend their arm back not to like break it but you get the idea so they like um what was it what's the word i'm looking for like um disable yeah yeah disable disarming them. Disarm them, yeah. I was on the tip of my tongue, yeah. The disarming, because yeah, I keep, but yeah, like what Kraus said, it's more defensive heavy. It's like, like, they're throws. I think even at its most bare bones, you're still kind of describing a martial art, even if it's not like, I don't know, traditionally considered as such. It, just, it still does sound like there is, it is a, a physical, ergo, martial technique with an art to it. It still sounds like it. It it, it may not be popular, but whatever. It looks cool. Like I, it, it looks yeah. like throws and, and disarming. And Eli, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm gonna let you go in a bit. Sure. Uh, but it it looks like disarming and throws, and I think just the main brunt of the Seagal criticism is basically him making a lot of statements saying i beat the shit out of this martial art instructor or i beat the shit out of that martial art instructor and when they decided to make a response saying what that happened well Sagal, you know what you can show up here and show us your skills and him sort of ducking out on that maybe uh some of that game of telephone got him into hot water but uh, overall i i i think that he's cool for the most part for the classic movies he did his job showing how cool that style was on film but maybe he definitely like stole a lot of things and took a lot of credit and pissed some people off saying he's gonna fight them and he didn't beat them up at all Uh, stuff like that that's probably what got him in the hot water and i remember at one point he just sort of blew up like he he not only got like big, like don't say this is fat shaming, but it's true. Like he got fat, and uh, then well, yeah, he got lazier with his movies, and he got fat. Yeah, yeah. he started playing in these bargain bin kung fu movies. He started just... drinking a lot too. Like I, I know he was like drinking a lot. Like if I remember correctly, yeah. I I only brought up Steven Seagal because I know that he is a martial artist, but recently people just shit on him constantly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and apparently the dude lives in Russia now or something like that. Ouch. I think people just, like, shit on him because he had, like, an egotistical spree for no yeah. apparent reason. He was, a, he was yeah. big in his heyday, but over the years his popularity just fades so much that to the point where he's, like, pretty much like a meme. Yeah, and then there's there's the funny story with like Rob Schneider telling how much he was good douche on set. Ooh. Oh yeah, I heard he was an asshole. Like I heard he was kind of like. A, and then there was this infamous, dumb. and then there was also his infamous Saturday Night Live appearance, which 
you can still find some of it on YouTube. Yeah. Jeez, what happened specifically? It was just extremely awkward and it wasn't that funny. Okay. <laughs> wow. It, it happens. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's unfortunate because I believe if he had just a bit more humbleness and quality control, he would have got somewhere, but uh, you know, when you do this and you get bloated and you look like you're barely moving on screen and you start shit talking other martial artists and you're not really legitimately about it, then that's going to put you into hot water. But I mean, I'm the kidding. style was cool. Yeah. The style was cool for what it was back in his really good movies, but now it's like they're few and far between. So any other opinions on Seagal before we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> I think we I think we said what we need to be said about Mr. Uh, Fraud Gall. <laughs> oh man. Uh so I I guess we can move on to the next question. Uh let's see. This is question number 3 which is also going to be hard. Uh what is your favorite fight scenes in martial arts cinema? It can be multiple choice. Just describe why. So, who wants to go first? Uh-huh. A favorite fight scene? I mean, is, is it fair to just say all of Drunken Master? Sure. Because that whole movie is so good. I am I am an absolute sucker for drunken boxing. I could watch that any day of the week. Even though it may not be that practical um, in an actual scrap, it's, I, um, it, it's easily like the, 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 it's the eye candy of martial arts for me. I'll watch that in, uh, in in like any movie. I'll play that character in like any fighting game. But it's uh yeah it's yeah. Uh, so I, I would I'd probably say um the there is there's there's one scene in the first movie. I want to say it's the first movie, but because of localizations, I could have been watching the second one. And we just called it the first one in America. But it's it's the purse snatching scene in Drunken Master. Where it's just the the street fight against like the five guys, and it it's just Jackie Chan slowly getting more wasted as the fight goes on. <laughs> there's a there's a quote that I love that it goes, you know, what is, uh, no, it's a what you know, what is this in this bottle? And they go, well, what does it mean when the label has a skull on it? And it basically just goes, oh, it means it's good stuff. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that is... would be mine. Uh, I I think Chan really just made that movie because as he started to get more drunk he started to get more powerful and it just got fun and stupid as it went on uh for me i was gonna say the end of that where he basically has to resort to drinking machine fuel wait what yes there's no booze and he just has to drink like hard like processed machine oil good lord basically get the same effect there's yeah there's like two endings they they're like we made one ending and one of them is like he the character gets like brain damage from doing it but then they're like that's sad let's just make it to where he gets better and then they just reshot and like there we go better ending jaggy's stomach must be able must be like bottomless with all the stuff he can drink oh i'm or- sure it was just like i'm sure it wasn't actually like I, they have to have had another alternative. They're not, they're not like method act it. Drink the gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go real fast. Uh, this is a really basic answer because too many. But 
Probably that one scene in the first Ipman movie when he, um, the main character took on all those black belts. And the reason why I was like, um, there's a reason his friend, um, supposedly his friend um, had to fight for his freedom. And he ended up disrespecting one of the, I want to say one of the, the head commanders, the Japanese commander. He didn't like that, so he took him to get tortured. Ipman finds out about this, and instead of, like, you know, just going crazy, he just, he's just so, he's in this, like, really pissed off mood, but at the same time, he keeps his cool. And next thing you know, all these black belts come and challenge him, and he just washes all of them, like, just beats the shit out of them. It's just, that was, like, one of the hypest fight scenes I've seen, and that's kind of one of the most, like, like, Ibn's great. Like, the last fight scene, Ibn's awesome. But that scene where he just takes on all the black belts was just memorable because it's like one guy being pushed to his absolute limits with how much he has to struggle with um, against, you know, the times. Because remember, Ibn takes place around the Jap... I believe it takes place in the 1940s. So he literally just goes ham on all of his enemies. I just love that scene. But yeah. Anyone else? I would like to bring up an uh, old martial arts movie. It was... Alright, so the scene was basically, there was some dude on, like, a small rowboat, and he was beating the shit out of these two dudes. And then the other dude had actually summoned, like, some duo with, like, bladed wheels and just jack that dude's stuff up. Even got his leg cut off. Not in reality, but in the movie. Uh, what's the name of the movie you mentioned? The name of the movie... I'm trying to find it right now. Okay. I know it's in my history. Just call it, like, Japanese GTA. Um... Yes, I I guess I'll go real quick while this is going on. Uh, so there's two scenes. There's one I am not too. I guess I'll make three. There's one I'm not too familiar with with the name of the movie, but I know they made a kung fu movie with a guy who had no arms, and this dude was fighting. I was like, dude, bro, what the fuck is going on? But um, I I don't know the name, but if anyone just sort of remembers, then oh, Nero found this movie. It's called Drunken Dragon. Um, but. For other fight scenes that are known for martial arts that I liked, I would say uh, the scene with the knife fight at the end of the raid two uh, is brutal. It's exhilarating. I, I think as soon as they pull the knives out and people just start, you know, to get stabbed, that's when the music starts to amp up and go faster and faster and faster until the assassin is finally dead when he gets his throat like cut. I was like, holy shit. So uh, uh, another fight scene that I could think of that I really also enjoyed was once again, the one with Jet Li fighting himself at the end of the movie. Uh, I thought that was like super entertaining and it's just the music, man. It's really early 2000s uh butt rock with papa roach playing in the background and it's like this is just classic filmmaking 101 with martial arts back then just hyping you up to the fullest extent with the music and the fight choreography so i really like that <laughs> i guess my final one let me think random fight scene uh 
just anything that Tony Jaw did in uh, Ung Bak. That, that was also really impressive. Uh, when oh, he, yeah. The, the final slow-mo shot of him elbowing uh, the guy in the head was... Oh, man, that's so fucking sick. I love it. That's a, that's a really good movie. Ung Bak Street. Um, actually, I got another one. Um, well, I already said this at the beginning, but like I said, the hallway scene from Old Boy. It's not really technically a martial arts um, film, but that scene is really just... It's pretty impressive, like, how, like, he took on all those dudes, and even when he got stabbed and, like, beat over, like, beat, like when he was taking like, everyone in that single hallway, he managed to, like, come out swinging. I really like that. Uh, I guess, I guess for me, there's quite a few. I mean, I know one scene that comes to mind is in Rush Hour 2, when uh when Jackie and uh Tucker is um is on the uh on the sticks and they're fighting going and uh well uh Carter Carter goes to the staircase but Jackie he's just on the poles and everything like that whacking people with the pole and everything like that and seeing all that seeing all that like Perfectly, Corey. Uh, yeah, pretty like good. Like um, I don't know. Like the I guess well written, and well uh portrayed. Cause uh, just seeing like squeeze between the bars or the poles. That was that was gold. Uh, another one has to be um. Peanut. End of the fifth grade. And the uh, rumble, rumble in the Bronx was another one. And uh, I think it was the grocery store, which I posted a little video of it in the chat, where uh, he's he's surrounded by all these guys. I think it was a about maybe four or five, and he just takes them out one by one. And he doesn't focus on just one. He just goes to like his left, boom, uh, took on one, his right behind him. One guy tried grabbing his jacket. He ends up taking his jacket off, just spins out of it, wraps it around the guy's arm. And I think he kicks him in the, uh, in the stomach and then the, uh, the chin. Uh, I just love that. Just using like regular objects as a way to benefit you and in, in a martial arts fight. Uh, oh man. Uh, I know there was one scene in the expendables with Jet Lee where he's taking on Dolph Lundgren and Dolph Lundgren. He's, uh, you know, fighting, you know, uh, street rules, you know, street fighting. And, uh, Jet Li, you know, he's doing martial martial arts, and you know, he's using his height to his advantage. That's what I like. That's what I liked about it. He may be, you know, uh, relatively short, but for someone his height, he knows how to use that to his advantage. Uh, but other than that, I can't really think of anything else, always, honestly. Always, in that scene, I'll always remember the line, "Bring it, Happy Feet." <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, oh, Every oh time yeah, with that. oh yeah. He, uh, I had these. Uh, what size are those shoes? Two, 
Come on, bring it, Happy Feet. <laughs> Early in the movie, he gives him shit for having tiny feet. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, uh, but I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. I almost forgot. Forgot about Wesley Snipes. There were plenty of scenes in, uh, in the Blade films and uh, Demolition Man when he was uh, taking on the cops. That, that was funny. That scene was lit. That was a really cool ass scene. Honorable mention when um, Blade, you know, drinks the blood out of that random chick and then he just proceeds to beat the shit out of everyone, rip out someone's throat, throw their throat against someone else and they get hit by it and then beat someone to death with a shovel. I'm talking that Blade 1 like fight sequence was awesome. The music, the style, the choreography, the aesthetics, just all 100% perfect. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, anyone else got any memorable fight scenes on their mind hmm. for favorites? I did have a second one that I I it was the other it was the other one I was going to throw out, and the best way I can describe it is like the hallway scene from the first The Raid movie, when it's back when yeah. like where the like the SWAT or the uh, like the SWAT officers are still kind of armed, and it's a combination of a martial arts scene, but also just he's got a boot knife on him, and there's a bunch of really grisly hits and the two that always strike me are just two knife strikes but yeah it's it's the um yeah it just went up in the chat and it's one of them where i'm pretty sure he uses that to like pop a guy's kneecap off and then another one where he just drags it up some guy's thigh in the middle of the fight yeah and then it ends with him just like scraping a dude's face down the side of a wall that was, I had a bunch of buddies were like, oh man, if you like martial arts movies, this one's grisly as fuck. And I'm like, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's, it's just really badass. Oh, I got another one with Donnie Yen. Uh, when Donnie Yen was fighting uh, Colin Chow in Flashpoint. Dude, that scene, that fight scene was like really brutal. Because um, I know like um, Yen was throwing him around. Like um, he actually managed to like take his jet, take off Colin's jacket, but also like his jacket at the same time like through him that was really cool i like that fight because there's a lot of uh holds uh, with the arm to yeah, try to like it's... snap it or, or, or try to snap the neck and it, it, stuff like that you'll normally see martial artists try to do because if you cut off the oxygen then that's it the fight is over yeah oh definitely because they use techniques to like uh choke them out essentially yep Oh man, it's actually just so many. Uh, anyone else uh, that didn't go yet? Have you guys mm. seen the movie Fearless? No. Mm. Uh, it, it's an uh, old uh, Jet Li movie. Fear- where he Wait. plays as uh, Fearless. I think. Can you post the box art, please? I think I heard. Yeah, I got before. you. Yeah, uh, I remember. I, I watched this when I was. I I forgot I watched this movie when I was younger. Somebody post this real quick. Fearless. Hold on. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I've seen the box art, but I have not seen the movie. Uh, I would say uh, give this uh, movie a watch, because it's uh, Jet Li plays this one character who uh, who grows up to uh, do, I think, tournament uh, kung fu. Um, th- there's yeah. actually, isn't there a movie, Jet Li... Had where he was like a dog or something. 
Unleashed or something like that. Uh, unleashed, I think. It's, 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 uh, his, I, I like. I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's treated like uh, basically an attack dog. But I, I, I haven't seen that in a minute. Oh, I don't remember a lot of that movie. But I know the one you're talking oh. about. Yeah, because in the movie, in the movie, he's, uh, he was, uh, cut off from like any kind of human connection just him and the guy that quote-unquote like owned him and the movie was all all about him trying to learn how to be human again how to fit in how to fit in with humans learn like human emotions like sadness love happiness things like that because all he has ever been used before in his lifetime was fighting. That's all he knew was fighting. Dude, that... He was never shown love or support or compassion. He was just purely used as an attack dog. That movie is so sick because I just like the beginning because it's... Morgan Freeman is in it too. Yeah, it's it's like almost a supernatural thing because the leash once he takes it off he turns into a fucking animal and starts beating the hell out of people it is i if you haven't seen unleashed i would 100 recommend that you do because i think you would really enjoy it and also it's a humbling aspect to him finally learning how to be a human so later on when he like decides hey the guy's like hey go and fight this person he's like i, I don't want to fight him anymore because i you know this is against my human element and then he's put to the death that's also cool as well when that happens like later in the movie i gotta watch that now yeah i really gotta watch all these movies again i think you really like it any other fight scenes from anyone else also uh one last movie i'll mention is uh i think it's the forbidden kingdom with both jackie chan and jet lee oh shit uh well (laughs) Uh, I think the first fight scene with Jackie Chan, uh, it's him as the drunken master. So, I know we were just talking about that earlier, so if you want to watch Jackie Chan as a drunken master, you're going to want to check that out. Yeah, I think, um, I think I remember that. It was, uh, the big thing at the time was I don't think there had been a movie where, like, Bruce Lee, no, not Bruce Lee, uh, Jet Li and Jackie Chan had, uh, done a project together so i think that was like the big selling point at the time i remember that very well um man, i don't remember, you remember the plot, that was all i remember about that just those two guys but basically yeah i i don't remember the movie itself i just remember at the time that was like a lot of people i knew were like oh dang have you heard about this i'm like i have but i i don't <laughs> that was like the one selling point at the time, which just like they're both in the movie together. I don't even remember how old it I was. was. Yeah, that, that was, was a while that ago. was all the movie had going for it. Damn! I, I, now, now you just make me wish that there was more collaborations between uh, martial arts people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say what? the fight scene I really liked was with. Uh, in IP Man 3 with uh, Mike Tyson, that was really cool. <laughs> Why is Iron Mike yeah, in that he movie? he was in that movie. He was in that movie. Actually. Yeah, the three-minute fight. Three... <laughs> three minutes, man. He already beat the shit out of, like, a tourist, man. And he's, like, fighting Donnie in. Like, come on. 
<laughs> yeah, and he hits him in the ribs and actually hits hurts him pretty good. But it's a cool fight, especially with how raw and intense it is. Like you can actually feel all the punches, and I think Mike Tyson couldn't without without any gloves. He hits like a train. Yep. Yeah, that's that's Iron Mike. I'm taught to punch through my opponent, Tyson. I mean, he now kiss now now kiss my fist. Look, 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 he could guys. do an IRL MK fatality if he wanted to. Look, guys, you gotta remember he bit someone's ear off, so he's a certified, you know, he's the best. <laughs> of course, there's also some of his other quotes, but I can't say them here because, yeah. No, the the only one I think I can say is, uh, "I'll fuck you till you love me." Yeah, that was the <laughs> one, that, and then he calls him the F word. I guess I don't know, but um. I, I I do think end? <laughs> I I do think that for the most part, uh, some of these fight sequences that we've listed are just super fucking incredible. But we have to move on to the next one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let me go down the list. Okay. Number five. Number oh, five. Number four. No, number four. Okay. So this is an interesting. Yeah, this is an interesting question. Uh, cite your reasoning as to why there has been a decline in martial arts film presently compared to the past. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna. I would probably say because of current world events and the fact that people are away from that to like more uh, heavy. Oh, Drew, you cut out. Oh, sorry. I was going to say because of current world events and uh, because people have kind of shifted away towards more heavy effects films. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen Shang-Chi, but apparently people say it has good martial arts in it. Yeah, and the guy himself said that he had no Asian actors to look up to before Shang-Chi came out. Um, pause. Oh, that's a... Ah. No, no, no. I don't know what movies he was watching, but okay, but... Like, Simu Lee is... Didn't watch Jackie Chan. Simu Lee is like, ooh, Jackie Chan, I'm Shang-Chi. I don't want to do all but these yeah, martial arts. Sadly, current Chinese cinema hasn't really done many uh, martial arts films as of late. Okay, so, alright, jokes aside. Uh, I, I think the issue is, for, for my take, they have been mostly because when I see a martial arts movie these days, it's mostly people from Indonesia uh, doing these films. I think the raid is Indonesia. Uh, so those come out and then they get critical like praise, but they're not in bulk as they used to for like, you know, Asian martial arts films. And I think the reasoning is because uh, it's like Drill said, it shifted to things with bigger budgets and now everything is sort of the hollywood melodrama action movie as opposed to just traditional martial arts but there is like still elements of it with certain characters um we have talked about shang chi and there is like uh other characters as well that do martial arts but it is definitely a novelty compared to the past um I don't know if it's just Hollywood not wanting to take a risk anymore. I, I probably would equate it to just that because a lot of these movies are getting more expensive to make and 
and they're costing money but they used to be pumped out like a lot in the early 2000s like i'm talking they used to be everywhere so i don't know they definitely were like 100 entertaining and if we ever go back to that era where they were <clears throat> prevalent then i wouldn't mind but i i do like the indonesia and other sort of like indies still doing the martial arts films and all the stunts that come with it yeah i've i feel like in my honest opinion at least maybe the u.s i think the demand isn't necessarily there for martial arts films as there once were um especially nowadays climate uh most likely to the studio's demographics they don't they don't necessarily want martial art arts kind of films anymore uh which which sucks because um without quite a lot of martial arts films uh there honestly wouldn't be a lot of like action films in the u.s no it's definitely that acquired taste that sort of made because i mean their fighting style is so kinetic that i i just remember that even in one interview they said for mortal Kombat 2022 uh i mean 2021 whenever the fuck that movie came out um that one of the guys was so fast in martial arts that they couldn't keep up with him he had to slow it down for them i think it was joe Towson. actually now that you brought that up you know what i'm surprised nobody mentioned what mortal Kombat. For a movie that they like with martial arts, you mean one 90, was, uh, the 95 one or the, the 2020? Both, yeah, both actually, yeah, I, both had quite a lot of martial arts scenes. I, I, oh, yeah, that was when I was doing the my three favorite. I was even saying like my last two just shared a movie, and that was Mortal Kombat. Uh, and uh, uh, recently a movie came out called Every, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, uh is it good? There were scenes where that movie paid homage to old school kung fu movies. Oh, cool! I, th- <clears throat> I think the reason why martial arts movies aren't happening as much is um, it's pretty niche, and, uh, and another thing is um, at, some actors aren't very—they're not very trained in it, and they don't want to like, get injured. So usually, that's kind of why like special effects are getting like really pretty big nowadays. Like. I know internal internals got like a lot of criticism for um its fight scenes like because like the CGI wasn't really the greatest which it's kind of funny because um the gif I have in the chat with um Madong Siok he is uh he actually has done like a lot of fighting in his movies and like he's a he's a pretty beefy guy like you know he's he's been in some brawls and like it's and all the other actors really aren't martial artists but yeah you get what I mean essentially. I want to add on to that. Uh, I I also think it might just be a thing where um, our idols are getting old, uh, or they aren't around anymore. Like it's to get someone equivalent to a Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan or or someone doing all this crazy shit. It's like once in a blue moon. Uh, you don't you don't see it often these days. People willing to put everything on the line for our entertainment. Obviously, those actors exist, but uh, you know they're not in bulk, so to speak. 
So I, I think maybe that's one other thing contributing to it as well as the studios sort of not giving them their time to shine when they want to do all this crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, um... Oh, go on. Oh, go on, uh, I was going to say, I think the biggest reason that martial arts kind of fell off from, like, Western audiences is because of, like, the use of slow-mo or big CGI effects. I mean, I remember when The Matrix came out, that kind of exploded the whole slow-mo style into the mainstream. Mm. Also, just, like, really fast cuts during action scenes. Oh, we're we're gonna get to that when we talk about yeah, fight choreography. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually the next question. Uh, you know, but largely, I think it just has to do with, like, the audience's attention span. Oh, yeah, definitely, because they don't... They don't like offense, mm-hmm. authenticity. They kind of want like big flashy stuff. Which I don't mind, but after a while, it gets a little, it gets a bit samey. That's like, 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 a, like I brought up Eternals, and I don't think it's a bad movie, but when you just have so much CGI effects, it's just, it's very distracting. It's just kind of hard to keep up with all the fight scenes, you know? I think I'm a victim of that as well, because I remember that in John Wick 3, with the last big fist fight at the end, I was like slowly just nodding off, not paying attention to it because I don't know. To me, that seems like a good martial arts scene, but I was just bored because I was expecting, you know, guns blazing, shooting in action, all that shit. Yeah, was, the was that was that the one in the like the the room full of mirrors and crap like that? Yeah, was that two? Oh uh, no, that was three. You're thinking of. No, okay. no, 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 two has a room full of mirrors, but three also has a mirror room. Oh, well, good to know they're, you know, really stretching the creativity on that one. Double yeah, mirror rooms. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, like, on top of that, if you're going to do an entire scene in a room full of mirrors, that's just a nightmare to try to keep track of for spacing. That You could space out on that one easily. If you can't even tell what's happening, because, like, the 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 scene itself is like spaced and uh like the marks are all over the place as soon as you lose track of people you can start to check out pretty easily yeah. Actually, yeah, to, to be fair two two's mirror room had guns well keanu was like pulling a gun through most of that but mm-hmm. uh three had a room full of glass gotcha so, so mm-hmm. i'm thinking like yeah, not not exactly mirrors. So I'm thinking, like, maybe it's sort of a case of, uh, I don't know, maybe people were scared to up the ante as well because uh, the general expectation is, I've seen all these fight sequences before, how do you really top what's been done before? And if you don't, then automatically it will get, you know, torn asunder because people are expecting a little bit more than necessary, which, I mean, I, I think that's fair because... I, I don't I don't want to see like a fight scene that's boring or not choreographed well. I want to see something that's actually like engaging and a little bit original. Or you could just do something and mix it up. I mean, the raid two has a fight sequence where it's two dudes using knives in the kitchen. Where if you generalize that, we've probably seen that like a million times before. But the way they filmed it is interesting, and the way they were fighting was completely you know cool. It, it wasn't anything sloppy or whatever. Um, yeah. But but I guess if we're done with this one, anyone else has anything to say before we move on to the next question? Well, I was also going to say, like, a lot of the movies that we've all been tossing out for, like, our favorite fight scenes and our favorite movies 
uh, even our favorite martial artists, you, those, I mean, the movies themselves are from, prop, a lot of them are from over a decade ago. If you look at, like, the scale, the, uh, the landscape of actual filmmaking right now, due to mergers and buyouts, a lot of those studios don't actually even exist anymore. They've all been, like, consolidated together, and once you start losing the, um, like a variety of different studios, a lot of them will stop taking chances on gambles. Um, I, a lot of times I'll kind of explain like the more, uh, the more companies like you see company or the more, sorry, studios you see like companies like Disney buy out, whatever that studio did is going to start being like liquidated down into its base IPs and just being funneled into whatever the current marketable project is. So anybody that used to do a whole lot of work on martial arts movies or anything like that, if they faced financial hardships and got bought out, they might just not do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That's very true. That's very true, Kujo. Yeah. It's sad yeah. true, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just looked in the chat about not seeing any more diehards recently. I'm like, woo, given the last diehard, I'm okay with that. That's look, let Bruce retire, man. Okay, so yeah, you know, he, he can't, you know, he is retired. He can't yeah, yeah, physically, yeah. I, I think he has like, I forgot what the issue was, but he had to retire because he has some uh, very messed up yeah, issue with him. Brain damage, yeah. he's uh, form of brain damage. He oh. can't, well, he can't remember certain. He's uh he can't remember certain things along with um struggling to um write pretty much like his writing his ability got hampered. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I remember I, they were gonna do a prequel with Die Hard, and then they were like, "Fuck that, we're not doing that." So who knows? That's so that's that's a um, weird choice. Like the main character is known for the 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 events of the first movie. It's weird to go back before that to I guess effectively like what tell a story that's less impactful than Just the ones that. I mean, that kind of takes away from him being an everyday cop if they they just do a prequel and they get more of a more like action movie. Yep, I just I I I can't see them rebooting it either because, like, Bruce Willis is John McClane, you can't really recast that one without it feeling weird. Yeah, uh, I will add to what I was saying earlier about my reasoning for why martial artists, uh, martial arts films aren't there anymore like they once were. It's because that is not the theater trend right now. That's not the film trend going on right now. That trend, that trend was over like two two decades ago right now right now it's the it's the trend of uh it's legit just the trend of you know uh superhero movies because that's what's getting the studios a lot of money because yeah, it's the same thing that happened won't. with the old west it's the same thing that happened with uh the old west kind of movies uh like over uh 50 60 years ago because you know, you had Clint Eastwood. He was practically the face of Old West movies, and uh, you know John Wayne. You know 
all that good stuff that was on a trend for like over 20 eh, but almost 20 years or at least 10 it was a good long time that that trend of old west movies was getting a lot of money in the box office mm. so i i can see why it's not part of the trending why studios aren't willing to take the risk for it because they're afraid that it's not going to make as much money as if they did you know superhero movies yeah that could also attribute uh i i enjoy superhero film but definitely that is the most popular thing in right now i i think the last good like karate kung fu film that i've seen was definitely the rate in theaters like that was it uh and i think that came out like what uh 2013 or whatever somewhere near there so yeah that that was pretty much the end for me in terms of like yeah legit I, martial arts movies yeah it pretty much died because of the whole superhero craze taking over i don't hate superhero movies don't get me like um there are a lot of great ones it's just but after a while you gotta have some variety you know mm-hmm. yeah. who knows maybe in the next 10 years we'll see another trend that happens maybe uh, live action porno in the theaters who knows <laughs> anyways it's all about theater porno we thank should you. Live, move yeah. on i think right yeah you're right um yeah, so, you mind if i read it sure no problem we've seen badly choreographed fight sequences before what attributes to mistakes like this in your opinion Ooh, when there's know. honestly when there's way too many cuts like you uh, ever see that scene in well it's not. It's an action movie, but you remember that scene in Taken Three where the where Liam Neeson is jumping over the fence and there's like thirty cuts. Yeah, so I do. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and it just looks terrible. Like they could, like they couldn't just use a stunt double, so they just had him like jump over the fence in like thirty cuts. <laughs> and then there's the infamous Iron Man, the Iron Fist scene where he, it's like fifty cuts. Oh, oh my god, I hate Iron Fist. Oh. Uh, I, I, I wasn't too fond of uh, Black Panther's fight scenes. Oh yeah, like yeah, especially... No, uh, 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 sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, Drill, but that last fight scene was... I mean, honestly, it was kind of mid. It was just... CGI it, was awful. It was just two CGI characters fighting. It looked yeah. like a PS2 game, like... Okay, so... Yeah, not to mention, they were fighting in the dark area as well, so it made it look even worse. I'll, I'll be fair, the one where they were fighting in the waterfall, him and Killmonger, that was fine, but the the last one definitely was, like, two PS2 characters just sort of going at it. And, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And, and, one PS2 it, character palette swapped. It's honestly yeah. a shame... Yeah, well, I think the problem is with Iron Fist, when you don't have an actor that knows martial arts that well, it leads to cuts like that. So you got to get someone that actually knows it. I don't think I've ever seen Uh, in history that someone is trying to block a knife stat with a book and it cuts like 20 times in order to get that done. I've just never seen that. Yeah, someone could probably put the fucking song... That one song cut my life into pieces. <laughs> Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah. Cut my book into pieces. This is my last resort. But yeah, that's what ruins it for me is mainly too many cuts. Uh, 
for me, for me, uh, it's for me when it comes to like things like that. How there could be bad choreography, it can. There's too many factors to list, too many variables. Um, one variable that comes into mind is short time to work with. Uh, and if things are done like last minute, uh, if reshoots happen, that's another thing. Because reshoots, uh, contrary to what people believe, it can really mess up. Uh, it can really mess up development, uh, especially when you're trying to like shoot fighting scenes because that actually takes quite a bit to, you know, work on. Uh, I mean, there's the multi multi cuts, but uh, and also like the people that works on the uh, choreography. Like, uh, like, are they good at what they do? Are they mid? What are their credentials like? Things like that. It's just way too many variables to list off, unfortunately. But that's like the main thing that sticks out in my mind is how long do they have to work with? Is there going to be reshoots later down the line, etc.? Yeah. Um, I'm going to just double down on what Cryo said now. I, I don't hate this movie. When I watched this movie, I definitely thought that it was entertaining. But there are people out there that sort of compare the fight scenes of The Matrix Resurrections to uh, the first one. And the first one definitely had, you know, people who choreographed it that knew what they were doing that were professionals. Um, and the big meme is that for resurrection's sake, when they came to their fight scenes, it always ended with Neo doing a force push and that's it. As opposed to him actually fighting people with powers, even when, um, he didn't have powers, he was still fighting. Even when he had powers, he was still fighting and, uh, the matrix reloaded. So it was choreographed really well with the Kung Fu and the special effects and how they handled that as opposed to this, where it's like a force push each and every single time. So I definitely would say that you need to choreograph these scenes, right? Um, obviously you gotta have safety in there. So there's that. So you're not wondering, Hey, this guy got hit with a high heel on the side of his head. Half his brain is showing. Yeah. We gotta take care of that. Cause that happened yeah, to Bruce Willis too. Yeah, because exactly, because I, 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 I think people don't realize that when you're a choreographer, it's legit like a writer writing a script. You're basically writing a move script on how the actor should do it. Sometimes they have to improv that a little bit, too, because like you'll you'll be told what the set is going to have and then you get there and it's, it is not in any way how it was supposed to be described. So you have to like re-block everything, reposition a lot of things. Like, you know, that table, you know, we were only supposed to have three tables. There's six. Like, well, can we get rid of two? No. Well, why? <laughs> like, I've heard there's a ton of problems when it comes to choreographing actually like on the spot. Oh, I made my jokey joke. I made my dark oh, jokey joke man. for today. Don't <laughs> remind me. Don't remind me that dude, the Paul Anderson Resident Evil movies choreography is garbage. Uh, so fuck Paul Anderson, yeah, because he got like people killed and maimed, and you don't want to do it that way. You de you definitely want to have some semblance of what's going on. Like I I think one of my favorite YouTubers said this best 
a good fight scene is where I know where every punch, every kick, every stab, every throw is landing. Once you cut away from that way too much and I have no idea what the fuck is going on because there's like 8 billion shaky cams in there and they're trying to be cool with it, it gets annoying. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't even like shaky cam that much. I, I know the Bourne movies got away with it, but when other directors started to adapt that into their style and it got even harder to tell what's going on because there's like five earthquakes on screen, uh, that's when it gets really bad. I'm glad you brought up Bourne because I was going to say that that's one of the things that absolutely takes me out of a fight scene is that shaky cam crap where I don't even know what I'm looking at. And it, like they, Bourne is like the trifecta of that problem sometimes where it's shaky cam, bad blocking and editing and cutting. And then it's too dark on top of all that. So I don't even know which of these two blobs I'm looking at because yeah. it's, it's two guys in black suits in a poorly lit room at night. So great, thanks. I mean, I could just skip ahead ten minutes and I'll just figure out who's standing later. Um, the other thing that this is—it's a weird one to explain because it's—it's it's hard to come up with an example of it. But if your fight scene has no hook or there's nothing memorable about what happened in it, and you can't just go, "Oh, you know, the fight in this movie where the this thing happened," it—it it kind of bugs me because I don't know what I just watched or what the point of it was. And I was kind of stressing my brain to figure out what a um, an example was. And the one that crossed my mind was in Matrix Reloaded. There's a scene where Neo meets, I don't remember, it's the guy who like works for the Oracle. And he's like, you only know somebody when you fight them. But like, what was any of that fight what happened in it was anything unique or special about it or was it just another like did they just like throw another fight at the wall and it was like that's stuck put it in yeah i know what you're talking about is when he fought that guy and uh the only way to know who he was was to get in the combat and neo didn't want it but he engaged so I, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like that where it's like I would like the fight to have a lot more purpose. I would like the fight to have some weight. Um I I forgot what movie this was, but I think it had a uh, Uko Awayas and he's fighting his best friend. You know, he didn't want to do it, but he was forced to and slowly as you watch the fight progress, it's basically two friends like killing each other. So, um there's that like shot at the end where he tries to like shoot him in the back and he's unsuccessful i'm sure people in the comment section would know uh but yeah this is something that has emotion to it a reasoning a purpose they don't want to kill each other but they're on opposite sides so there's nothing they could do but fight i think combat like that is a lot more engaging because you understand why these two people are going through it even if they don't want to Mm-hmm. yeah like, if it's just random fight scene A or B and, like, the context is pointless, then I'm going to be like, hey, that was probably cool, but I just wish it was a little bit more weight to what was going on. So, so like, I, I don't know, like, there, I, for me, there needs to be, like, some kind of key thing where I could be, like, that one where, they, like, if I was to explore, like, uh, if I had to, like, break down any of the scenes from, like, that Matrix movie, it's like, the one on the truck 
or the one in that like the the weapon room in that house as opposed to like you remember like where you have to like key it up like you remember the one where like these two guys were in a room and they got on some tables and i think they kicked some pencils at some point it's like <laughs> real, well you kind of spelled it out it's a forgettable crappy scene <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, and bad lighting. Oh my! Look, if I can't see shit, I, I I'm sorry to tell you, I don't know what's going on. If it's way too dark, I've seen. Yeah, I've, it's terrible. I've seen action movies and fight scenes just like that. And I'm like, dude, more Iron Fist. Fuck. I'm glad. You know, what? I'm actually really glad you brought up Iron Fist. Like, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, that's fine, Bruh, The fact that Louis Tan is a drunk guy is just a better fighter than the main character is. It's astounding. <laughs> Recast. Iron maybe they should have. They should. Maybe they should have just had Lewis Tan as Iron Fist instead. I go for that because at least he actually knows martial arts, and you know they aren't basically just shoehorning in the scene with like thousands of cuts. It, I mean, I've heard the second season did improve, but they I did. think the, but I think the first season was so it had it already left such a bad taste that I don't think anything could have saved it. Like, like the don't get me wrong. I, I will suggest if people wanted to watch Iron Fist and see it, the whole experience, like start to finish, I will say watch season one and season two. And season two is definitely a lot more better. But yeah, uh, first impressions are everlasting at times, and that probably sunk it for a lot of people. But they did learn their lesson later on, so I, I can't fault them for at least learning and trying because the fights in there are a lot more dynamic and you just start to think this should have been what happened in season one but no but i'm not gonna harp on it too much because like i said i i enjoy season two for what it was but yeah definitely bad lighting gotta watch that shaky cam gotta watch that uh i, I don't i don't like seeing the stuntman's face when it's very visible that there's a stuntman right there i'm not sure if we pointed that out but uh, that has happened numerous times where it's like, you got to do a better job at concealing yourself because if you're trying to be like, for example, I don't know, uh, let's take an actor. If you're trying to be Tom Cruise and, and put Tom Cruise in the shot and then turns out we can clearly see Joe Blow as him. That's not <laughs> a good idea. You got to do better editing or at least CGI out the face because you can do that with technology. Even back in the past, you know, you can still do that. So any anyone else before we move on to the next question? Uh Kuja pretty much said it best, so um I'm gonna have to pass on this question. Well it's fine. We can we can simply move on to the next one, which is uh describe your viewpoint on the differing eras of martial arts movies. Which one was the best in your opinion from the nineties, eighties, seventies, and the two thousands? Uh this one's hard for me because I, I don't really remember a lot of 70s like martial arts movies outside of maybe your Bruce Lee's and all that stuff. Uh, um, going into the 70s, 80s. Uh, I mean, from, from what I had seen, whether it was like clips from like old, like the older stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, from what, I, from what I saw, it seemed like throughout the years the more and more the fights became uh more intense the fights came became more intense um 
more uh drawn out in a good way it didn't end like quick um yeah and um and it seems like more the more quote-unquote like outrageous they became like for example the the scene i said where jackie chan and rumble in the bronx use his jacket to wrap it around the guy's arm and twist it. Like, things like that. Using more objects to their advantage, things like that. Like, that that's what I had seen him, you know, and, you know, watching clips and watching, like, 90s martial arts films to now. Uh, that's that's what I've seen at least. It seemed to just become more outrageous in a good way, more drawn out in a good way, uh, meaning like longer fights, um, and uh, more creative as well. Yeah, I I think when we got to the '90s, that's where the outrageous thing applies because I mean, um, and in, in some of these action movies, you just have like bonkers shit going down. This is when Jackie Chan was like really prevalent. Uh, during this time and then when you get to the early 2000s that's like your jet lees and you know when you get to mid and like later on you get to your tony jaws where uh it seems during that era the fight sequences got way more intense but honestly i i i, I just think I, I can't just pick one over the other i think they have their own unique quirks and they have their own unique things to them where it's like you can appreciate everything that they do for whatever mood you seem to be in which is the great thing about picking from era to era absolutely yeah um at least for me i'll go quick uh it's it's interesting you know because um i don't really have a particular favorite era in martial arts i actually kind of like all the eras for different reasons because it's like when you have your Bruce Lee's and your Jackie Jans that like really sort of like influence a lot of martial arts, like, you know, like Scott Atkins, Michael J. White, stuff like that. Then you get people much later on, like the 2000s, like Tony John, and um, Donnie Yen. It's always really refreshing. Like that's kind of the thing I look. Oh yeah. They were the four of Yeah. But it's always kind of like refreshing when you get like, new blood but also the old guard still you know established what the genre is so i don't really have a favorite i kind of like all of them i know it's, i'm weird like that but yeah same i like all for differing reasons but anyone else i would like to say uh yeah i would like to say that i do like the 70s and 80s ones because a lot of those movies were really goofy yet at the same time it's like really cool choreography if i and also i would like to say like i like the 90s and the 2000s ones because some of the some of the movies have more darker serious tone which i enjoy Oh, absolutely. Uh, hold on. So, Drill, you're saying something? Yeah, I don't know too much about the '70s aside from like the really cheesy ones. Like there was a you there was a martial arts Dracula film called the Le 
I think it was called The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Oh. It's it's literally about uh, Van Helsing going to China to try to stop Dracula, and then oh. fighting Se- and then tr- fighting vi- vampires there. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. But if we're talking about, you know, that summary right there makes you want to watch it, though. That says something. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Oh, what was it? The Last Dragon. Oh my god, the last dragon is so good. Show oh. no. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Bruce Leroy is the best. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Leroy. I put yeah. a clip of that way Bruce. back ago. I'm, I'm like, if anybody hasn't seen this, watch this mo- watch the last dragon. It's so fucking outrageous. Yeah, he's he's blue now because he has the power of the glow. That's right, I forgot. He went like Super Saiyan at the end of that hey, movie. <laughs> yeah, he got okay, this weird he got this weird it's, golden power. This is crazy. Dude. The whole movie's on YouTube. It's like public domain by now. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic and ridiculous. That's yeah, that's like my favorite era of uh of like martial arts movies is because like early in like the seventies to like early eighties, you've got those like yeah, it's like Bruce Lee, Sonny Chiba, like those kind of, uh, like uh, the, the term I'd use is classic, I guess, classic martial arts movies, where it, it really felt like it was a showcase just to show off martial artists. And like the story was there. Sometimes it was really good. Sometimes it really just wasn't the point. Um, You're not going to get like exceedingly brutal. Um kind of fight scenes like you'll find in you know your the raid or your ongbok or something like that but what you'll get is you'll get um i'm trying to think of the the way i want to like phrase it is you'll get like just an authentic actual like martial arts sparring match it's not going to be cut all the hell it's not going to be they they still had wire fighting at the time but it's not going to be just laced with special effects all over the place you're just gonna get a display of actual technique and skill and yeah it's choreographed but that doesn't take away from it it's still incredibly impressive whereas as you kind of move on through 90s to 2000s you're gonna it's the the wire fighting especially in like american cinema gets outrageous to like a ridiculous degree and it doesn't take away from it all the time, but it it, it kind of has an impact where it, it, it's not as impressive, in my opinion, for some of it. Like, wire fighting suits are uncomfortable, and you still have to be able to pull off stunts, but it, it loses a little something. More special effects, more, more cuts, make it seem a little bit more um, workshopped and focused from, like, a studio perspective. And... Then you also have, like, your 2010s, which I think kind of go back a little bit to the classic sort of style, but they're still a lot more heavily edited. But it kind of stops relying as much on gimmicky special effects and just starts going on, um, I think, better prop work, where, like, there's a lot more, like, breakaway um, stunt props. There's a lot more... Like I said, way back when we started, like especially in like the uh, the Hong Kong scene, the stunt performers there just take a freaking beating a lot of the times. 
but it's in the service of trying to make a more authentic and uh, just generally a good looking fight scene as opposed to again that mid-tier where it's like 90s to 2000s it gets a little hard to watch in some of those oh yeah damn well i i, I want to have a side question but i'm gonna let someone else go anyone else uh have any questions on the current one we're sort of talking about with eros oh going once mm. Uh, I I got nothing to say. <laughs> I said all I needed to. Okay, so uh, I I have a really good side question here. So, uh, what do you guys think of wire food? Which is when you know you look at your crouching tiger hitting dragons, where they're like jumping around all over the place. What do you think of wire food, and what do you think of gun food? Where it's like uh equilibrium where the guy's like doing all these crazy martial arts but he's just shooting the fuck out of people what do you guys think of those two styles and do you think there should be more of these movies or less i like gun fu personally gun is awesome i love yeah, it i i love the john Wick film yeah it's it's crazy but it's unique because i it's martial arts with guns it's something that fucking i don't see a lot i don't see often if ever and only a few movies uh really replicated this format people only forget in, only in america yeah people forgot people forgot about uh equilibrium yeah with uh, chris actually- yeah, I, that actually came to mind. I remember Equilibrium. Like, um, I think that was like a 2002 movie. But yeah, the gun con in that movie was insane. And um, shoot, um, what was it? Yeah, but yeah, that's all I gotta really say. I fucking love Gun Kata. I think if they wanted to bring in something unique, then you should make like maybe a few Gun Kata movies and see how it goes. Oh, yeah, like, um, it's a very rare, like, sort of niche for, uh, kung fu movies, but it's so awesome when they do it. Yeah, like, um, sort of a little off topic, but I know, like, um, I know, like, Sleeping Dogs, for example, like, it's, um, games like Sleeping Dogs and Max Payne, they kind of have some gun Kyle a little bit in it, you know, because it's, even though Max Payne isn't really like martial arts, you could still like you you got the typical slow mos and like bullet time stuff like that. Yeah. As for wire foo, uh, it's an acquired taste, but I I will say that you sort of lose the realism of fights if you can clearly tell that the person's like flying around. Like it, if it makes it look like. It, good at fantasy settings and what have you then I, I i think it's fine but if it's just a guy like flailing about like 60 feet in the air then i'm just gonna say that's kind of ridiculous looking it, it depends on what's going on for matrix when they were doing a lot of wire foo i get it because computer program and you can do all this crazy shit and you can jump around and say you have like 60 fighting styles like a video game i i I totally understand it but if the setting does not accommodate doing wire food then it's gonna come off as weird yeah there's gotta be like a point for it it can't just be because it's a neat thing you can't just be like i want my character to do three backflips it's like well 
that doesn't make sense but in like the matrix it it does because that's the whole point of the movie is to like defy logic reality and physics yep yeah i mean also since it takes place inside of you know the system it makes a whole lot of sense i also think it worked pretty good in um what's that movie it's one of my favorite movies inception uh, it worked really good in that because, again, it fit the theme. They did a lot of wire fighting. Or they did a lot of, like, wire crew stuff in that one. Oh, yeah, the movie within the mo- the whole dream within the dream shit. Yeah, uh, I, I love that ha- shit. The hallway fight in that, in that movie uh, was entirely practical. Like, they had a yeah, whole it was a, set for it. Um, well, yeah, but I just mean, like, the, yeah. the, the general, like, idea behind it, maybe not wire fight, not like a wire crew thing, but, like, the concept behind it made sense. Okay. As opposed to, like, just doing it in any other action scene, it at least fit the, it served a purpose within the actual plot. Wait, am I dreaming? Let me pull out my totem. Oh, welcome <laughs> back, Kyle. Dang. <laughs> it's a podcast within a podcast. In a podcast, we have to cast deeper. In the pod. within a pizza, within the Taco Bell. Oh God! He's in a pod, you know. Within Enigma. <laughs> All right, so we um, can we can move I'll on. Say, as for like Gunkata and Gunfu, I I think it's great. Um, it's just a weird concept because sometimes it's just done kind of wrong, like in John Wick and his bottomless clip. It's it's fine. It serves a purpose, but I mean, realistically, you've got like what fifteen shots. He doesn't reload the thing ever, so it it works. But you also got to remember with Gunkata, if you're never going to reload, it's like if you could only punch fifteen times. Yeah, uh, they uh, the first movie uh, really cared about like shit like trigger discipline and reloading, but mm-hmm. I think it kind of lost that sense of reality as like. Around two and three. Yeah, as it went I think on, it's because they just started to embrace more of the what the crazy shit, the crazy because stuff. In, in, yeah, in the museum scene, uh, he he fires like seventeen shots before reloading. I don't know if yeah. that's standard for that kind of gun he was using, but who knows? Like, just uh, if you want to do it, but make it real, just put on like extended clips, like uh, because I, I, I think when it's like i don't know if it's a homage or whatever but uh in resident evil vendetta with leon shooting the zombies in the hallway he had like an extended clip on his gun and before it was actually time to reload it made sense because he had like that magazine there so why not just do that 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 made more sense watching vendetta made me think yeah they the the people who made the movie watch john wick and said yeah we could do that Oh, absolutely. But, but with zombies. Absolutely. That scene Hon- was entirely Leon Wick 100%. Honestly, uh, they should just do like a non canon John Wick where he just is in the zombie apocalypse. I buy it. I would I'm say if you're going to. That'd be cool. If you're going to do scenes like that, I would just say have the character swap weapons. He, he It's a gunfight movie. Everybody's got a firearm. I thought, I thought in John Wick they were accurate with how many shots were being fired. Because I could have sworn in two, he switched. He switched sidearms, or in, uh, at least like, found a magazine from a dead bodyguard that was compatible with his handgun. 
Was it two or three that has the scene where like Lawrence Fishburne's like seven million dollars for seven bullets or something like that? It's one of them. I don't remember which one it is at this point. But that same scene without switching weapons, I think he shoots about 15 bullets with his seven bullets. Yeah. So, like, again, you have seven bullets, but everybody in this room has a gun. Just swap weapons. Yeah. It would have been easy to choreograph, especially if they have, like, different guns that at least mixes up the... It mixes the scene up a bit. Because, look, I love the gun Kata, but he does, like, handgun headshot, like, about 50 times per movie. He does. He, he, he does. Like, that is... I love John Wick, but it is mostly handgun headshots for, like, the entire trilogy. I take it back. Yeah. The one that really got me, though, was in the third one where he has to break into that museum to get that old, like, uh, Smith & Wesson revolver. And he has to actually, like, go find ammunition and basically, like, put... The, he Like, it's in pieces, I think. He has to, like, put the thing together and just on the spot get a gun from a museum. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Wick movies are just crazy, man. A lot of good stuff. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it if they bring this style back in, in the future or, you know, just... Oh, somebody dropped off? But yeah, Eli's uh, power went out. But yeah. I'm all for it if they bring it back in the future or if they decide to enhance it in ways that people have never really done it before. I think that'd be nice. The only thing I have against that series at this point is just I at a certain point, I can't turn my brain off and stop. Accept, and I can't just accept that literally the entire world is part of this underground assassin organization. Is it underground anymore? If everybody's underground? Mm. I don't think there's a single person in that movie who's not part of the assassin organization. At the end, everyone was looking at John Wick like, well, the time's running out, so uh, all of us in here, we want a slice of that pie and that money if we kill them. So I I guess they were framing it to show how intense the scene was. But at the same time, I, I... like everyone in this park is potentially an assassin and they know about this hit that's going to be called in like a few minutes. So yeah. Yeah. And everybody's on the exact same group email. They all get that text at the exact same time. Not one person had to share that to a friend or something. But considering, I I guess this will be a good segue into the final section, which we're going to talk about like, general action movies that's like more hollywood blockbusters instead of uh martial arts cinema so we're gonna talk about listing off some of our favorite hollywood action movies of all time so who wants to go first um Uh, oh go ahead that was two ums i will i will (laughs) all right all right uh favorite action movies of all time really hard because there's a crap load of them but um yeah, really normie answer, but I do like the John Wick movies. Um, I really like the Mission Impossible movies. Like, those movies are always really fun. Like, just the action scene of those are just fantastic. Um, really hard. It's really hard because there's a lot of really good action movies. Like, I'm kind of drawing blanks, but those two series come to mind usually for action films. Die Hard, Terminator Oh, yeah, Die 2. Hard. Yo, I forgot about Die Hard. Die Hard's lit. I love Die Hard. Like, Diary One is like the best Christmas movie ever, hands down. Uh, I, I... my lethal weapon. Oh, lethal, oh, lethal weapon, great. Yo, I, it yeah, is great. What, what about Jingle All the Way? Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Where Schwarzenegger okay. punches 
the reindeer. Okay, Loki. The action Eli, movie right there. <laughs> Loki, Eli yeah. Jingle All the Way is like it's so bad it's fun. Like I I don't dislike that movie. It's it's like a guilty pleasure. Just I mean it's got Sinbad in it. Like Sinbad. Yeah, I was mostly joking, it. but still it, it is a good movie. Commando. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Commando's pretty entertaining in his own right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Arnie just breaks some guy's neck, and then he puts a hat on him, makes him go to sleep. He's like, "Please don't disturb my friend here. He's dead tired." I lied. <laughs> I promised to kill you last. I lied. I lied. He just throws him off the fucking cliff. Rambo is also a good series if you're into of like. Course, of course. Oh, Rambo's great. Stallone just slaughtering everyone with a giant fucking chain gun. Then you will love that. Uh, well, since we know that last people, one was a little. Yeah. I I did not see the last one. I just remember that it was super fucking bloody and people were like pissed at it. I was like, this is great. He pulls out someone's heart. If I'm going there for gore, then it's gonna be just that. Well, since somebody uh, mentioned The Expendables 2, and it's on my mind right now, I would have to say uh, the first ex- the first Expendables movie. Mm, damn. Uh, there was this movie with Stone Cold called The Condemned. I haven't seen it, but there's just people trying to kill each other. I thought that was, like, just nice oh, to have that. Shit, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's... It's it, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the one that's kind of battle royale-ish, where they all yeah, they're all an island, they're trying to kill each other. I, I thought that movie was entertaining so much. Wait, which movie? Uh, The Condemned. Oh, okay. Oh, because uh, check it out. I think I thought you guys were talking about the actual uh, action movie Battle Royale. No, oh, no, that's dog shit. Read the book. <laughs> I like the movie. Oh, just don't watch the sequels. Read the book anyway. It's better. Okay. Okay. Hold on. In, in all seriousness, uh, Matrix One, uh, just fantastic, a classic. I, I know it's probably going to be on a lot of people's list, maybe, but I, I would pick that. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to watch it after this podcast. And I think all three are good. I'm probably going to watch all a bunch of movies once I'm done with the pod. <laughs> also, Mission Impossible Fallout. That. That entry was really nice. I enjoyed it. Great theater experience. Henry Cavill is the bad guy. That's always cool. You know, it, it's a good time. Hmm. Also, someone is typing. I think it's Andre. Uh, Be sure to mute your mic, sir. If I had to pick some, like, best of all times, um, like, Expendables 1, I think, is really great. Um, so it was just the thing that came up in the feed. So I'm just like, yeah, it is good. Um, I, Transporters a really good series. Die Hard. Um, oh fuck! Uh, Hardcore Henry is really cool too. Oh, um, Transporter, yeah, and and uh, Crank. That's also another really. I, I like Crank. That movie is amazing. It's stupid, and Jason Statham manages to jumpstart his heart by fucking a woman in public. But what? Is, <laughs> that's that's that good. That happens. It's, it's, it's that good, man. That sounds amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. And then I mean, like Mortal Kombat's up there too. The '95 one, and that's it. <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying to think of like other ones. Like I could list them all day. Die Hard, yeah. Um, Demolition Man, I know got brought up a lot of times. Oh my god, not the Fast and Furious. Death Race, I think, is another really good one. Yeah. I like Death Race. 
after Tokyo Drift. Mm, 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 mm. I don't I'd know. Like, that... Yeah, like you fell off from Fast and Furious. It just stopped being like about racing cars. sports cars and it became a superhero movie. <laughs> but yeah, about Corona and family. The, the, be- the, the family. The best scene of those, that movie was when Vin Diesel's fighting Jason Statham. He literally stomps on the ground and says, whether, oh, was it Street Fights? Like, on the oh, street. Oh, when the street fights back. No, yeah, I, yeah, something like that. I think he said the street always wins. Yeah. And then yeah, he said the that. street That's always what he wins. Said. And he just falls through the ground. Oh. So stupid, man. Oh, my lord. I don't know, man. Best Fast and the Furious line is when Lilo tells Stitch that Ohana means family, and family <laughs> yeah. never gets left behind. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyone else have any favorite action movies, Hollywood action movies they want to bring up? Mm. Does The Mummy count from 1999? I like The Mummy. I mean, sure. it's more something like Indiana Jones, but I guess. It's adventure. Indiana but... Jones action? <laughs> I mean, like, they're adventure, but I think it's it, action it, adventure. It kind of is, yeah. And there's this one dude that spins a sword and Indiana Jones just shoots him. That there was go, a great boom, scene. It's action. <laughs> yeah, originally they wanted like an actual full on fight, but I guess Harrison Ford didn't want to do it. Yeah, I think he, he was, was like, sick. He, he got shoot. sick. Yep. And he's like, he, yeah, he literally he told uh, the director, he's like, look, can I, can, I have a gun. Can I just like shoot can him? I just shoot him. <laughs> it's like, all right, give it a shot. <laughs> I think he shit. said yes. I think he said yes because uh, he was like, you know what? It's gonna be funny. Um, damn. Fuck. On top of that, it's gonna be like one take, not a bunch. I'm trying to think. I think of... they actually filmed it. I'm trying to think of more action movies, but none comes to the top of my head right now. Uh, anyone else? Uh, nobody's gonna mention Triple X. I remember Triple X. It was with Vin Diesel, and he was basically uh, this extreme sports star, or whatever, turned into an agent. Uh, pre-family. Yeah, this this was pre-family, and it was. I mean, I I liked the first movie for what it was. They had some cool stunts and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, and then the series just sort of went downhill. They got Ice Cube to be in the sequel, and then they had another Triple X, which was uh the re- the return of Xander Cage, which is Vin Diesel coming back. But I heard it was ass, so I have uh, not. You forget that in that movie he rides a motorcycle on the ocean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, the that's... return of Xander Cage came out twenty seventeen. Yeah, because they originally. Supposedly they were like, "Oh, we're gonna kill his character," and then they're gonna come back and make a very mid triple X movie. So, yeah, I remember them all being I'm, very I'm, meh. I think yeah, the first I, one, the last one, people didn't like it. Yeah, I like the first movie, but the, f- the sequels are pretty. Yeah, the first one is the best one in my opinion, but everything else, eh. So, what uh, Riddick Kelly? The Chronicles of Reddit Count is an action movie, or mm, action more like maybe? could could be both. I think Chronicles of Riddick would. I don't know if Pitch Black. It's would, a though. science fiction. Yeah, Pitch Black to me just seems like horror, straight up like people yeah. hiding and shit. Yeah, Pitch Black is more of a horror movie. Uh, any, but then any... after that, things get Chronicles of Ridiculously Actiony. 
many other ones. Yeah. Oh, then I guess we can move on to the next one. I mean, I didn't have any other ones. I think you guys pretty much said everything. Okay, so we can move on to number eight. So, Drill, you can read that one off. Yeah, action movies are described as turn your brain off fun. Do you think there should be more so story substance to action films in order to care for the characters? I mean, I guess you could, you should be able to at least care about the characters to some extent. Yeah, because in my opinion, it has to have a story to it. Otherwise, it just becomes uh, a cliche, mindless flick, in my honest opinion, to put it blunt. I you needed the empathy to get behind John Wick. Yeah. yeah. Same with uh, Taken, uh-huh. because the guy's just looking for his daughter, and they needed a way to, you know, have Liam Neeson start beating up people. Same with uh, Matrix. I mean, yeah. Because um, Matrix is kind of like this... Um, it's like with Neo, they go into a lot of depth with like, the world, and pretty much why Neo's in the Matrix, and you kind of develop this connection, so... When he goes through all this stuff, you kind of, like, feel for what he's feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I I think Matrix tries to take it because, uh, I mean, Mr. Anderson is basically a normal guy, but they try to take it and sort of uh, warp your brain a little bit with, uh, is this real? Is this reality? Um, should I take the red pill or the blue pill? So it's a little bit more just complex than that, which I appreciate because uh you're also not only caring for the characters but you're also having this distorted view into what reality really is and how the future is just ruled by the machines so when they have uh all this substance in these action movies terminator is also like kind of like deep with the time travel shit and how they're trying to assassinate sarah connor's like last son and everything like that so uh when you have that emotion then they do a lot with it but i feel like you will have your action movies that are just rock'em sock'em robots which is i mean that's fine but your reaction to the film itself and the story will probably be vastly different if they focus on something that basic i think you're gonna have your deep action movies and you're gonna have your ones where it's like okay robots fight that's it or godzilla and kong will fight and that's it. So, like yeah. the first Transformers movie, where they're just like destroying shit. You so, see so all the wrong. Something like that, yeah. The only problem is, is that it kind of grinds to a halt when it focuses on the human characters and you don't really care about them. Well, uh, the plus the story got really stupid after a while. Like in the second movie, Optimus Prime dot. Well, he dies for like a few minutes, then comes back. In the span of like what five minutes, it's really it's really silly. That's and then they got weird. dumb dumb with like the last night because Ooh. with the last night stuff. I haven't seen last night actually. I've only seen the first two. Transformers of Watch Party one. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I like the first one, but I'll admit that it the like there is some stuff that could have been easily cut out. I think Sam's kind of a boring character too. He's he's kind of like cardboard. I mean, that's why they axed him after three movies. Is there really a character in Transformers named Deep Wang? Deep Wang. Why? Why is this guy's name Deep Wang? 
Like, <laughs> I'll post a video in chat, but I remember watching a clip of that and I was oh, confused. Wait. Oh, yeah, there is. I, you mean in the movies? I thought you meant like in classic Transformers. Oh, no, no, no. Is no. Wang, like a character that they're referencing? I'm like, not that I remember. No, no we're movie. talking about the Michael Bay movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a deep wang, and he's threatening to beat up his boss. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, he's he's on? he's deeper, right? Oh man, dude. The entirety of the Transformers movies, the they're all their action scenes somehow oh. feel like they're too dark while being well lit. I don't even know what I'm looking at half the time. And I couldn't pick one of those fight scenes out and tell you what movie it's from. Yeah, the, the fight scenes in those movies are really... They, they're they so over the top to the point it's kind of like just parody. I like the city fight in the first one, but that's all I remember so far when I was watching it. Also, uh, the one in the desert, because it was it was just cool. Like It was kind of cool seeing the Transformers Weird. under the sand. Oh, yeah. Which one like in that. the desert? They do that in a bunch of movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it he's talking. He's talking about the first Transformers movie. Yeah, just the first. Uh, one. I'm just, I'm just taking jabs at how that movie is. It, it like it all bleeds together after a while. <laughs> it does. In my opinion, like a lot of the action of Transformers, it could be. It could I, be just my mem. It could be just my memory because Rick, I tell you. I unfortunately have so much of a good fucking memory. Oh, but well, you know what? I guess we have to just watch that movie. Uh, we should marathon those movies. Uh, 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 last I, night. Look, 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 I'll be down for that. I mean, we watched the bad RE live action movies, so we can watch mm-hmm. the bad Transformers movies. <laughs> oh, that means the Michael Bay Turtles is also going to be up for the equation, so I don't mind It's Tricky Do Rocker Rap. Uh, they use that song for the trailer. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I guess we can move on to question number nine. Uh Andre, could you read that please? Oh sure. Um we talked a bit about what makes a great fight scene. Now let's talk about what makes a great chase scene and a great shootout. Cite some examples. You know, it's really hard to say, but I think what makes it a really good um what makes it a really good chase scene is like Essentially, it's kind of like if both parties, like one person's chasing the other, but it's like this very fast and intense, like scene. Because um, there is this one movie that came out years ago. Um, it was a, it was a parkour movie. It was from France, and it was really cool because the main character was like essentially he was um, he was like really skilled at parkour and was running all these guys that were chasing around this building and like, and the cool thing about it was like the guy was talented at so it's like. He was kind of like in his element and everyone else was trying to keep up with him. So I really like that where um, like I love parkour scenes in general, just like the fluidity of the movement, you know, like when you just going from one place to another. As for shootouts, um, makes it a really good shootout is just more or so like the intensity of it, like how crazy it gets. Like John Wick, when John Wick gets in gunfights, it's not like needless violence. It's kind of like it's kind of like he's fighting a room of all these guys and he's like dispatching them one by one in like the coolest way possible. And the cinematography of those movies is so on point that it kind of makes those scenes very memorable. So yeah, that's all I have yeah. to say on that. Yeah, I mean, with with like chase scenes, uh, whether it's by car or on foot, the main thing 
the main thing that I try to look for is how many cuts do they make per minute? Because there's a lot of movies out there where it does a lot of like cuts, like unnecessary cuts or what have you. And it just kind of like, uh, depends on who you are, in my opinion, because it does like these doesn't necessarily bother me too much unless it's like over a hundred cuts per minute. Um, but with with this, um, there's been quite a few movies and even like shows where they do a lot of like cuts to chasing. I mean, like uh, uh, like there's a plenty good uh, like good examples of like proper, you know, uh, chasing. I mean, uh, there was um. Let me see. There was uh, Casino Royale, the first movie with uh, Daniel Craig, where he's chasing the guy uh, through um, through a courtyard. Then, no, not through a courtyard. Uh, through, through the streets. Then he chased him to uh, throughout a construction site. Um, just like chasing after him like relentlessly and that was done with like not too many cuts that would like take you out of it um and i'm surprised nobody mentioned this by the way the batman oh yeah the, the, yeah. Scenes. the car and, scene uh, that was awesome and the mm -hmm. car and the car yeah. scene as well that, that was the best was, um... that was one of the best scenes in the movie same like it was just really it was just really intense i just loved it yeah and and that that did not have that many like uh cuts to it uh in particular with the car chase um but there's been like a lot of like car chase scenes uh like uh like back in the 80s and 90s uh like clint eastwood movies there was quite a few where there was like a car chase and um there's like little to no uh cuts. So uh I'll do like that. And uh another good another good example is um the first Robocop movie. When he's going through the um the uh ah uh, what do you call it? The uh Oh, the factory where they were making the drugs and they were packaging the cocaine and he just came bursting through the door and just gunning down everybody. That was, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> but th those are my examples, honestly. I mean, there's so many to actually point out. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm not gonna add much because I'm gonna let you guys take uh most of these for the next few. Uh, but I will say for the shootout aspect and what really needs to make a good shootout is, uh, like every action scene, uh, mostly tension. You know, someone gets shot, it should be a serious situation. Uh, someone gets hurt, it should be a serious situation. I think. Uh, one of the best shootouts of all time, in my opinion, is from that movie Heat, where clearly, like, it's a bank robbery gone wrong, and a lot of civilians are in the way, 
this cop versus robber and the bullets are flying all over the place and nobody trying to get hit but they're also trying to get the fucking police off their back and there's that one scene at the end where the criminal grabs a little girl and it's a hostage situation so al pacino rolls up puts one in his head and you can tell how tense it is because once again a child is in danger and he has to time his shot right otherwise it's going to be really really bad uh so stuff like that is really just it sets up the scene perfectly when they do stuff like this um a lot of action bullet squibs uh you know people getting damaged explosions maybe grenades so the more they add on to the scene where it makes sense and you can see everything going on the more it sort of uh makes everything cool I think Bad Boys also has like a lot of cool shootouts. Uh, the one I remember the most is the motorcycle chase and the shootout in the third movie. And then the one where um, they're in this Jamaican crack den and uh, Will Smith just sort of shoots this dude in the head. It's like, I really, I really mess up your extensions. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of comedy, but it is a tense moment. So I, I really appreciate stuff like that. I was just going to bring up that exact scene when I was for like shootouts. And also I was going to say when in a shootout, the goal is to get rid of characters and kill them off. Uh, if you're going to do that in a shootout, make sure each one's a little bit memorable. Every one of those guys had some kind of memorable way that they went down. That, that entire scene is a great way to do a shootout. In my opinion, same movie does probably one of my favorite chase scenes. And it's the scene where they're, uh chasing the group down and they've got the um the the truck full of cars and shit and they start actually tossing cars off the truck at them it's extremely memorable and it's unique i haven't seen that in another movie uh so if you're going to do a chase scene get something unique in there get something that makes it stand out from every other chase in every other action movie yeah i i was going to add one last thing to mine uh real quick uh not only the cutting of it, but also the pacing. You don't want to have it too short, but you also don't want to have it too long. Um, I, I think uh, the best shootout I've seen was in Boondock Saints. Hmm, I've never seen that movie, but I will check it oh, out. It's, it's got Willem Dafoe in it, and... Uh, uh, Norman Reedus. Yeah. That's one of the main characters. That's what I was about to say. Norman Reedus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Billy Connolly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, also, the second movie had a really fantastic uh, final shootout as well in, in the little greenhouse, Gordon. Uh, I want to watch those movies now. Ah, uh, but, yeah. but anyone else on. Uh... What is it? The shootouts and the good old chase scenes. Um, Drill? Uh, I mean, I mean, there's the, I mean, I guess there's the police station shootout and the Terminator, but that's just more of a slasher since the Terminator's just like going through everyone. That is cool though. They convey what needed to be set up, which is 
there is this unstoppable force and they're trying to do everything to kill it but they will not kill it because yeah once again unstoppable so uh i yeah. I, I just like how that was conveyed to where like, like you even know in a police station you're not even safe even in a police station full of cops you're not safe nope i love how that series goes from being a horror movie to being an action movie in the sequel just because you like even the odds a bit by having two terminators mm-hmm. yeah and then the third one went to being more campy yeah <laughs> i mean i got really silly i mean i still like it but i don't like that it kind of negated the ending of two uh since we're talking about uh sh- shootouts in a police station can we talk about the last scene in Malignant? Oh my Ooh. god, that was I was, that was not insane. That was insane and I wasn't expecting any of that. I I almost don't want to spoil and say what happens, but there's a shootout at the end and there's a bunch of cops and there's a big slaughter. But the way make it. But the way it occurs will blow your fucking mind. Go see Malignant mm-hmm. now. James Wan is just Give them, but, more, give them more content, please. You know what? You know what? Since you brought that up, you know what? I'll, I'll bring a, up a better example. Go ahead. Halloween Kills. Oh. <laughs> We're on these horror movie sequences where these civilians <laughs> says evil dies. I mean, they get beat I up. Mean, there was the beginning and then that. Wink, wink. I like that I movie. Say, I haven't seen it yet, so. <laughs> I I, I like I like that movie, but you will it it gets a little ridiculous like near the end. Um, I guess we're gonna move on to the next one because after this we have like two more questions. Then we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, so who is your favorite mainstream actor or actress who has been in a lot of horror cinema? And I'm just gonna give the most basic answer of all time: horror and, cinema or action cinema? <laughs> action cinema. We're we're yeah. we're back on action now. Uh, mm-hmm. so my answer is super basic. Everyone knows it. Mr. Schwarzenegger is my favorite action actor. It's, it's probably a lot more for Hollywood's sake, but I would say him and Bruce Willis are definitely top tier. Yeah. The shame. Shame what happened to Bruce Willis, but his, yeah. his legacy will still be there no matter what. He still carved the path with the best diehard movies out there on the planet yeah and definitely if if, oh. if they reboot it like we said earlier then it's just going to be so hard to replace them it's yeah shame, it, honestly yeah it will oh man i mean it's, it's such a good it's such a good question though i mean like i like arnold you know i like sylvester stallone um but and you know bruce willis but I guess the one person that sticks out in my mind, uh, because I've mentioned him a few times, uh, Clint Eastwood. I like him. Clint Eastwood's great, yeah. I, I loved him in Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry was one of his best movies, as well as uh, Hang 'em High, because that one scene in Hang 'em High where, you know, he's he's trying to get the people that wronged him, uh, his uh, old gang, basically, you know, throw them in jail. 
but he doesn't he doesn't want to like attack first he he doesn't want to start anything he's just like come on time to time to go to jail i'm here to round round up everybody and when he sees the first person when he finds him and he shows he shows um the scar because the hang em high is a movie about uh this guy played a play by clan eastwood who gets um hung and left for dead by his uh former gang um because uh he was set up uh he still has a scar from where the noose was around his neck and he was left hanging for about 30 minutes uh he shows him the scar and he's like next time you leave a man hanging you better make sure that he's dead and that's when the guy pulls out his gun and clint just like shoots him dead and i'm i'm thinking i'm like that's so badass (laughs) he's the og now i'm i'm gonna say him before anyone else does uh the action story that comes to my mind is keanu oh the goat yes yes the greatest um i'll go really fast but like i said class it's arnie's um stallone but was Arnie Stallone, um, Keanu. Definitely love Jason Statham. Statham's awesome. I really love the Transporter movies. Uh, and uh, trying to draw another one that's really good. Um, I guess Michael J. White. I guess he could count. Michael Jolly White? Michael Jolly White, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty much it for me. Like, um, I know there's one, but he's on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh yeah, Tom Cruise. I really like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I, I, I thought for a second, I was like, hold on, for these answers, somebody is missing for doing their own crazy stunts, and Tom Cruise would be one of them. Like, no matter what you think of the guy the fact that he does all these stunts fucking on his own and they're the most deftifying things that you will see in entertainment history has to be acknowledged because people were saying the entire sequence of him jumping out of the plane and fallout was real that was a full-on halo jump yeah honestly I think the fact that he he's willing to do all of these insane stunts is what makes them look great. But at the same time, they are extremely dangerous. Yep, you gotta have, like, brass balls or something to do all that shit, because, nah, if you, you couldn't pay me to, like, do a Halo jump, no way. I fucking I, hate heights. Actually, you know, I, I know Jaggy Jane did some really crazy-ass stunts, like, when he slid on the bridge and, uh, that one movie, like, uh, man. Actually, Andre, let's let's save that portion for craziest stunts because that is a question. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but any other actors or actresses that people want to bring up for favorite action movie stars? I've been racking my brain since you brought it up, and I think I just got to go with Statham, just because, like Jason Statham, because I, I just I know him from so many things, but at the same time, I know him as like a martial arts action star 
a like the the dry like uh like driving and chase scenes action star gunplay action star like i know him from like a bunch of different kinds of action but on top of that i know him from a lot of things where i he's just funny as hell too which i think if you're going to be in an action movie if you need to have a little levity in there somewhere and if he can do that i think he may just because of his versatility i got to pick him if he's going to if if i have to narrow it down to one there. Yeah, Ooh. I agree. But that oh, was a yeah. bitch to come up with one. <laughs> Jessica Hedlund's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. I yeah, like she. Her. Yeah, she's cool. I, I liked her as Colleen Wing, and um, she was Bugs in Matrix. Uh, all right. So we sort of alluded to this question, but we're gonna get right into it. What is the craziest stunt you've seen in any type of action or martial arts film? So it could be either or. Oh, probably for me, probably when they actually have the the helicopter under the highway in Terminator. That was a real one. Yep, that was actually legitimate. So a helicopter with spinning blades went under a fucking bridge just for one stunt in this movie. That is crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it wouldn't have looked as good without James Cameron directing. Anyone else? No, uh, you, well, you're cool, Andre. Uh, yeah, really basic answer, but probably the Terminator Two, um, the infamous the motorcycle chase. Like I always loved. I think, like I remember, if I correctly, like in the behind the scenes, they had to actually like keep up the speed of the motorcycle. John Connor, like that was pretty crazy, especially back then when like technology was pretty limited with uh, movies, and the fact they were able to pull off is really astounding. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mine. Anyone else can take this one. Oh shit. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say one that I know for sure was like super fucking crazy. But um, Tom Cruise crawling on the rocks and Mission Impossible. Just anything that he does in those movies are fucking insane. Uh, I also think that the one where uh he almost got a knife to the eye. And he was like, I think John Woo was telling him in Mission Impossible 2, hey man, you don't have to do this stunt. We can sort of just CGI it or we can sort of manipulate it to where you're not going to get this like knife, like one inch from your eye. And he said, you know what? No, I want um, the guy I'm fighting, Doug Ray Scott, to actually put his full force into this blade near your eye one inch deep. Jesus. That was that was fucking that has to be because one small mistake and that would have been it for his retina. That I just don't know how this man does it. Yeah, insane. But anyone else have any insane stunts they want to bring up? Well, in regards to Mission Impossible, uh did you know that uh I think it's the one before the last one? Uh, he was literally hanging off of a plane. Yeah, I I, I forget yeah. which one that was. I think it was Rogue Nation. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Like that—that that was how that movie started off. It's just him hanging off a plane. No CGI. Just Tom Cruise is a wild fucking dude. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to think of a, a, another one that was super death-defying or actually injured someone. 
I, I know it was light, but I, I do remember the stunt that Jackie Chan did where he jumped and it was like a mall or something and he jumped through like all these piles of glass on the way down and I, I i don't know how injured he got from that i'm pretty sure he got super cut up but that was crazy like at the end of every jackie chan movie they show the uh vignette of him being carried away once he's injured like i i started to notice that when i watched the some of his old movies and i noticed that every time he was fucked up and he got his head bumped or something they would uh take him away at the end credits as like a badge of honor so any other um, stunts uh, only one i can think of it's not death defying and it's not the stunt itself isn't like that uh unusual but it was the way they went about doing it, and it was from the protector, and it was just that Tony Jaw did a wire fighting jump without wires, only because at the time when they were doing a lot of wire fighting stuff, I guess he just saw that and was like, yeah, but what if I just didn't need the wires? So he does, like... I want to say about it uh, like somewhere between like a six to 10 foot vertical jump already incorporating some parkour into it with no wires. And he just lands it because nobody ever told him he couldn't. So he just learned to do that. And I thought that was really cool that he just didn't use wires for it. That is absolutely insane. Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. That's crazy. But mad props to him yeah i also think a tanker truck almost crushed tom cruise in mission impossible 3 and he literally said let me do it now that, wow. that was his answer that's just man like just just put tom cruise all over this list because you're gonna hear him come up a lot um i guess i guess i would say uh some scenes and Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, the guys that were on the poles. Because, um... That was insane, to be honest. The guys on on the poles, I believe they were trying to get on top of the, uh... The moving truck. And that, that was just, uh... Insane. That movie itself is just, uh insane dare i say mad i'm trying to look at the list to see if i can get something to uh get something to jog my memory i do remember uh the one where jackie chan sort of slid down a building and uh who am i that was yeah. a good movie too like it, it seemed like each and every time they were fighting he was going to fall off a 100 story building so that it's a little dicey to watch the second time through when you really think about it. And Cryo's pick is also on this list about the poles. Uh, but I, I think for now, that's it uh, for this question. So you guys want to move to the last one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can do this. Yeah. So this one's pretty simple describe your viewpoint on the differing eras of hollywood action movies 
uh, which one was the best from the 70s 80s 90s and 2000s uh, yeah oh sorry i was gonna say yeah probably the 80s by far because we had peak actors like stallone van damme schwarzenegger yeah you had movies like the predator aliens also climber oh no way there was that one movie with uh with uh are you with... talking about cliffhanger yeah yeah, it was with Stallone and he was climbing. What was it called? Cliffhanger, uh, yeah. Cliffhanger, yeah. yeah. That's, that's 90, sorry. I meant to say Cobra. Oh, I remember Cobra. You're, yeah. You're, you're the virus and I'm the Q. <laughs> the one, okay. Yeah, I, I would honestly say just the 80s because the one-liners, the tone, the cheesiness uh fucking you had such cool moments with these actors that were clearly in their prime uh 90s wasn't bad either uh at the tail end obviously you had matrix and at the beginning you had terminator 2 which is one of the best action movies of all time um so it it is really is a lot of quality then and even in the early 2000s the action starts to amplify uh from there so it's a lot to pick from really but i would say maybe 80s or 90s yeah uh i guess hmm i mean this is a good one this is a good question uh i honestly for me i would say the 70s because this was around the time where this this was like unheard of these kind of movies like the topics the things that happen you know in them um like dirty harry for example there there wasn't anything there was never a movie or a show really that had um a cop go beyond the law and take the law into his own hands like that when um when like uh like the main like guy like the criminal gets away off of either a technicality or a mere loophole um i mean another example like the original death wish that movie was and still is uh pretty controversial oh yeah and um, I mean Charles Bronson, Bron Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood, they were really right up there. Uh, Charles Bronson, um, more so in the seventies. So I would have to say, given the historical context and everything like that, I would I would say like the number one that sticks out in my head, and it's tied with eighties. It has to be seventies action. Yeah, fair enough. Although it is funny that they just kept milking Death Wish all the way into the 90s. Anyone else? Um, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead. Um, for me, yeah, definitely. Uh, peak is like you said, 80s, 90s around that era, mostly in my opinion, just because everything was practical it's the special effects were there but um i'm not a huge fan of over reliance on cg 
and yeah, yeah as soon as you start hitting like 2000s 2010s especially now we're in the 2020s where's the movie it's just a ps3 game cutscene at this point a lot of it's just digital effects and then that's fine i guess but that's not my cup of tea so i prefer back in like 80s 90s things like uh you know die hard lethal weapon commando that kind of stuff classics uh who else oh go ahead Honestly, I'd say like the eighties and the nineties definitely has some really good, really good flicks. I mean, everybody, at least, everybody named most of them. And I also want to give the two thousands credit for making like more adrenaline, like more faster paced adrenaline pumping action movies at that time. Yep, that's fair enough. I mean, you had your Borns and your spy flicks that were getting a lot of traction with the Mission Impossible sequels. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like even more crazy early 2000s movies that I'm like forgetting in terms of action. But uh, yeah, it, it I, it's the same thing as before. Like, it's not a bad era, no matter what you pick. It's just a thing of... Um, there was definitely a lot more flashy substance with the early 90s or or the 80s or stuff like that you had a lot more memorable actors and it just felt like it had a little bit more heart put into it uh when they were doing like crazy ridiculous shit uh so i mean it's one thing to appreciate for sure when they were doing like because I think it's Cujo to said this with uh, more practical effects and just a lot more heart put into the equation. But uh, any other answer for this before we move mm. on? I think that kind of summed it up. Okay yeah. then. So. Uh oh yeah, I was gonna do my answer. Um, Go pretty much. Uh, I'd say, I'd say eighties and nineties are like peak action movies at least for me early 2000s was awesome too um 20s i think it has a late it's uh it's kind of hitting this you get some really good movies and you get some really bad movies but yeah that's all i have to really say on the matter yeah i guess currently they've gone kind of gotten formulaic like there's only so many fast and furious movies you can handle before it starts to feel the same <sighs> well apparently the director for Fast X or whatever the fuck he got out the project apparently, so they have to find someone else. Uh oh yeah, there's there's also some underrated gems as well, like Shoot 'em Up. I actually enjoy Shoot 'em Up. I heard of it, but I've never seen that. It's it's fun. It's believe me when I say do not take it seriously because there is a scene where a guy is uh headshotting people while falling from uh you know the air after he jumped out of a plane but it is still a great film also, what about hardcore henry this movie i have not seen but cujo sort of knows a little bit about it it's like first person guy going around shooting and blowing yeah. shit up it's uh, it's it, i will say like when i was saying the other movies were like in my opinion better for practical effects hardcore henry is like the exception to that rule 
because the entire movie is filmed like a single long take. It's meant to look uncut from the entire beginning of the movie to the end. And that's such an interesting concept you can't do back in like the 80s, 90s, because you have to edit it. You have to cut it. There's like no way to make it work at that time. But yeah, the entire movie is done through the perspective of the main character. And you don't get like time skips. You don't get time jumps. You just experience the entire thing first person for like two hours. Yeah. There, wait, no, there, I, I tell a lie. There might be a, like one or two time jumps if there's ever like, like a knockout unconscious chunk of time. I don't super remember because it's been a couple of years. But other than that, awesome also before we go to outros i did want to mention wanted and kill bill i i just unconditionally love those movies i'm not gonna lie two two great action yeah i know i know the the movie i just wanted to make sure that i'm like i I just want to make sure that we're talking about curve the bullet wanted yes curve the bullet wanted that's a really fun movie that's I've never seen it, but I know about the curving the bullet stuff. It's, um, I don't remember the story much, but I thought the action was really cool with all the bullets. And I know they had a game of it, a game adaptation, but the game was pretty fun. Yeah, the story is pretty basic, but I mean, the curve the bullet thing was to me awesome. And I mean, it, it was a gimmick that, of course, uh was exclusive to that movie so i was like i i pretty much enjoyed it for what it was like i feel like most action movies you need some type of gimmick or hook otherwise no matter how stupid it is you don't want it to be boring which is the worst thing you could do honestly i like i remember the one scene where he comes to work and i guess he's just fed up with his co-worker so he just knocks him out yeah he knocked out chris pratt <laughs> damn yeah. Like, because I think he yeah. was, like, annoying the shit out of him, and then he just he snaps. Just smacks him with the keyboard, and the uh, keys are like, fuck you, I, I remember that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that, because uh, it was a guy that was uh, pretending that things are okay, even though uh, he was, uh, you know, being, being fake about it, because that guy was, uh, fucking with fucking his um his so-called best friend's girl and so he was yeah so of course because the guy he already knew he knew chris pratt's character had you know was messing around with his girl and uh yeah after he yelled at his boss he got up walked out pretty much quit and on the way out uh chris pratt's character was like hey buddy yeah high five you finally told that bitch who's boss and that's when he um took the keyboard and um smashed his face with it and the keys flied off with the tooth as a uh you oh yeah and, <laughs> and he said and he was like uh never felt better <laughs> I, I I can't wait for Professor Xavier to do this as Star Lord. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh man, the, the, the whole the I sound the fuck you is just brilliant. This is oh. But I guess we can sort of sign off because we've been going for a bit too long. Yeah. 
That was, was awesome, though. I, I had a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it was good. Almost yeah, three times. Great time. But uh, it, it, was, it was a good time. So we're going to do outros uh, real quick. So, Andre, where can we find you and what is your social medias? You can find me at Twitter at Andre B. Venom. Um, I also do have an Instagram account, but I don't really use it a whole lot. But I'm trying to fix that. But, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me, uh, Andre B. Venom on Twitter. Hmm, Kyle, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter under the same handle, uh, Cryo Gaming with a zero. Drillbit? Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter at Drillbit777. That's really where I'm active on, so yeah. Nero, where can we find you? All right, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter under the name King Nero Barrage. Eli? You can find me on Twitter at Gamma Alias. Kujo? You can find me at the bottom of a bottle in a poignant field. Hmm? Um, <laughs> uh, you, you can find me at YouTube at Overlord Arcade. And, uh, oh my god, I have a Twitter now! Same shit, you can find me at Overlord Arcade. And you can find me at Twitter at RenOperative underscore. You can find me on Pornhub at RenegadeOperative. Uh, you can find me on... out. X-Hamster or nothing. <laughs> you can also find them on TikTok, OnlyFans, etc. Just a renegade on that TikTok life, I see. <laughs> But, you can lie all you want. I know we're friends on Grinder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Renegade Operative, um, Twitch, uh, Renegade underscore Operative, where I will be uh, I'm probably doing some things in the future. I gotta upload this podcast to the channel, you know, stuff like that for the infinite ammo. So uh, we will see you guys next time, and hopefully you enjoy this Kung Fu Wata and action movie discussion hopefully you take care yep, yep. see ya see ya, see ya.